Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hotline League. A, we finally have a guest edition after, what, like three weeks? When was the last time we had a guest on work? I don't know. It's been a while, and we finally got I'm, one. I'm sad, that, I'm sad the streak is broken. I was really vibing it, and now we got fucking an arrow here. Yeah, well, we, we finally tricked somebody. We scammed somebody to get on, and so looking forward to uh, that conversation we'll have in just a second. But first off... Let me introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's going great. Uh, it was a very interesting week of LCS content, and uh, I enjoyed the weekend off. I uh, didn't do anything too interesting, I don't think. I it was raining a lot. It's it's like a weird, weird weekend. Yeah, I did I did virtually nothing as well. Um, Pog. Glad to hear that you had a good, relaxing weekend, though. Um, mine, mine was less relaxing. Uh, either way, let's introduce our guest for the evening, even though we've already spoken of him. It's Mr. Anero. How's it going? Mr. Anero, Nick Smith. Not bad, Travis. Everything is good. There's yes. Brandon Holland, Academy champion behind me. Oh, great. <laughs> He's Australian. He is Australian. Travis, I love that you have your sub nepotism, your sub thing, like directly over your guest's face. No, spot. I don't. Like if you somebody do, sub, I if somebody subs, cheeks like, in front of my face. I will keep my hands up. I'm not going to change it. If somebody okay. subs right now, you will see. Why don't you sub an arrow? You Why will see I, that it's not over your face. Subbed. I can't sub anymore. I'm not going to change anything, and it will not go over your face. So what you're saying is inaccurate. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say, Travis. Anyway, you Whatever guys you have say, been man. winning a ton lately. Oh, look. See? Mm -hmm. It's right next to you, not on top of you. You guys have been winning a ton lately. Uh, how has that been going? How has winning been going? Great. Is this um, the most you've ever won you? in a row? Ever? Not yeah, just Golden you, Guardians. Wait. Do you I'm not listen to the fucking LCS broadcast? I'm not just talking about Golden Guardians. I am talking Bro, about I, a narrow mark. I was the one that uh, no. tweeted out whenever they had their five-game win streak that it was the longest they've ever had. Yeah, and then like we've heard it like 30 times since. I'm asking <laughs> about yeah. you as yes. the longest you've so, ever gone. No. Echo Fox was similar. I think we were like 9-1 and one at one point, 2018 spring, and then we like lost yeah. every fucking game in the last half when people realized they could ban Callista and we couldn't play. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. So. You, you guys got third place. That was an epic third-place series where Dardock just fucking shit on... I forget who you guys beat in the third, fourth place match, but yeah, that was no, an epic that was, series. That was fun. You can see us fighting on on cam. It was pretty good. <laughs> you can see it on the stream. It was fucking hilarious. It was a good time. Uh, so, do you think you'll make it to nine and tie your? I think we'll week? make it to nine. Yeah, I fucking hope so, man. We're seven and four right now. Uh, we beat C nine and EG, so it should be a bit easier going down yeah. so i think nine seems viable have, more than nine for once no no, no i just mean like nine is a win week? streak beat nine is a win streak uh i mean it's possible we play tl and imt this week and then after that flies like our match right after so we could hit 10 and then flies our hardest yeah i should have viable man before i had you on i really should have released today the interview that i had with one of your players who tells me that you guys went undefeated against FlyQuest and Scrims last week. Sure. Yeah. 
undefeated against them in scrims. It's scrims, though. Golden Guardians used to be scrim demons back in the day, and then we just get destroyed on stage. So, are you scrims are kind of pointless? Uh, not. I don't know. It's kind of like a fifty-fifty. Not too crazy. All right. Well, good I to can't have give you, you on. Exciting leaks, Travis. Unfortunately, man. Good to have you on. Uh, as it's been, a, it's definitely been a bit. When was the last time we had you on? Uh, I don't know. It's been a while. YouTube.com Hotline. That's League definitely not Nero. what it is. That's um, what it is. Hotline League 97, 2019. Um, yeah, it definitely no, had 2020. Yeah, August 11th, 2020. Top three predictions and more. Hotline League 135. We haven't had you on what in you? two and a half years. Uh, I think so, yeah. Time is meaningless. It looks now. like I don't. I don't believe that. We've definitely had you on since then. Well, I had I hair back then. It feels like we've had you on ones. before or since then. Maybe he just called in though, like not like as a guest, because uh, I feel like sometimes yeah. an arrow would troll chat and pop in. Uh, yeah, I'm usually what in do chat. You, what do you do now? Yeah, I don't, like what? What does a GM do? It just sounds like bullshit. It just sounds like your paycheck stealer. Like, what do you? I mean. How's yeah, Vegas? I go to Vegas in the middle of the split. I, Vegas I see you shit posts on Twitter. Yeah. No, the job is kind of kind of empty during the split, to be honest with you. Which is why I've kind of been like shit posting about it. Just like we won, <laughs> I did nothing. Like I literally drive them there and I make sure they have like food and everything. I'm just there to like make sure people don't have shit to worry about, you know, for the most part. I'm in charge of the money. I'm in charge of what happens with all of that. Uh day to day. If like everything is going well, I don't really have to do too much, which is kind of the point of the job is make sure other people don't have to worry about shit too. Um, not a whole lot. Most of the job is in the off season, and then just like checking with staff. So you work like, about I have, I have, like, meetings with people two so months a year. Kind of it. Yeah, I work two months a year, and that's it. If you want to simplify it, that's pretty good. No, like I, I do more stuff on the like trying to help the corporate side with things during the year now over things on this side really like the coaches are pretty pretty much able to handle things on their own like i'll come in and i'll watch scrims so i have like perspective of stuff but i try not to be in the way what is I mean, an example of a corporate that. thing that you do, you've done i mean we have a whole corporate branch of our organization like i just go and give like perspective of competitive side talk about like socials and content stuff for future it's like working with the leadership team over there, like gotcha. partnership stuff, like getting people streaming, like what they're supposed to do, like making sure we're not screwing anything up on competitive side. I'm a professional dishwasher. I clean them out in the mornings and then I stock them up in the dishwasher at night. That's fun. You know, exciting stuff. Like it's would just a fucking you... job, you know, it's a random shit. Would, would you say you're doing a good job? Uh, I think I'm doing okay. I mean, there's stuff this like is your self-assessment, your, your mid-year self-assessment. How have you been doing? Uh, I think I've done just okay. I think I did good in the off-season part. Stuff through the split, like making sure everything is like perfect. I've done okay. Things that I can be like more aware of for future, definitely. But I like being harsh on myself. How Nothing's much? gone bad so far. Just you know, I show up to Hotline League with a headset that doesn't work. You know, how much credit do you give yourself? For the fact that this team is doing much better than everyone expected it to? Uh, not much. I wouldn't really give myself credit. I would just give it to the players. But and, you're the GM. And the staff. You built it. Yeah, but I don't fucking do anything, Travis. Like, yeah, I built the team. 
you can have like an amazing team and then just completely suck ass if, if you're like, know, getting I'm in the way saying, yeah, everything else goes I'm just, bad. I'm just saying suck, this is a team that people did suck, not think you know? was going to do well, and yet you decided to assemble it anyway, believing that it would presumably do well, and yeah. here we are. So like, I feel like as a GM, like I, the the easiest job as a GM is to just go out and spend a bunch of money on a roster where people are like, oh yeah, that that thing's gonna bang. That's gonna do amazing. They just spent so much money. It's gonna do numbers. Yeah, yeah. but like you, I mean, did, you built a roster where everybody's like, that team's gonna be shit, and then like it's not. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's like okay. It's harder when you don't have a lot of money to spend for sure. Like it's not super easy to do, and especially like if your reputation's not very good coming in. It's not like everyone's like fiending to go to your team, um, which like end of last split, like Golden Guardians, like it wasn't like looking good. My biggest thing we did was like pick up River. Um, but I don't know, like, I don't think it's hard to identify like good players and put them on a team together where they would fit. Like it felt the like it was pretty straightforward to just do like Kareem and Jacob together. And you put them on a team. That, like my point is that people yeah. did not think that all these players were good players and yet they are obviously doing better than people expected. I mean, people think a lot of AD carries are a lot better than they are when they're on really good teams and a lot worse than they are when they're on shit teams, you know? That's usually how it goes. The role doesn't have a lot of agency, so it's just like, oh, you're on a bad team? You fucking suck. You're so bad. Like, this guy's like, just so awful. Get him out of the scene. That's pretty normal. So I mean, that was a pretty easy decision overall. Yeah. So. How much um, How much did you actually scout Gory versus just, like, pick a name out of a hat from uh, one of the Eastern leagues? Was there... Was that, was that a difficult process, or was it just kind of like plug and play? You're like, whatever. Um, so we had like a couple of names in off season. I don't, I don't think I'm actually allowed to say a lot of names of people. I don't know what like crosses the line of like poaching there for people that ended up on other teams. <laughs> we were like pretty heavily targeted towards LCK like challenger, LCK like pro um, mid laners to combo with River. Like our initial plan going in was to have Ole on our team outside of like green card issues. Um, and then combo that with uh, like a mid laner that could communicate easily with River. So we didn't feel like needing to speak English was a requirement if our team was able to speak Korean as their core. So uh, we, we looked at a lot of different people and River had like a pretty heavy recommendation towards like two or three guys and Gory was one of them. Um, most of the scouting there kind of like, I left a lot of the judgment to the coaches, whether like this would be the right option or this person would be the right option. Uh, it ended up being, ended up being Gory at the end. But a lot of emphasis from River on people that he liked from the list that we gave. So it's pretty mixed bag from players to coaches alike. Gotcha. Well, uh, it's good to have you on the show, even though I, I I can't believe it's been two and a half years. Somebody said you were on a live show that we did, two, 248. So Yeah, we were at Worlds. You, you had me on the had me on the what's it called? Stage there with double lift. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. All right. So it's not been that long. Let's yep. count that. Uh, either way, sure. shout out to Alienware for sponsoring the show. We love Alienware. And what's there to talk about this week? So obviously, we're going to talk a lot about the Golden Guardians and their win streak, uh, which by poll is the most popular like storyline in the LCS at the moment. Um, we have... Some other interesting things that are happening. Uh, obviously, EG and EG is tied with Golden Guardians for third. Then we got Cloud9 right above them, one game ahead at second, and FlyQuest two ahead. Uh, 100 Thieves still struggling down there in sixth place. 
what else do we got? Mark Zimmerman. Um, LEC finals wrapped on winter. I think there's some stuff to say there. I might have pulled a take about that. Um, there was a lot of interesting content this weekend. Might have already pulled some takes on that. Oh, Blaze um, Olive is uh, out from Immortals for personal reasons. So hopefully everything is okay with him. But that's a roster change. Oh, Eminis or Eminis? Eminis? Came in. Everyone messes his name up. It's Eminis. I know. That's like a, it's I, did, I got it M-N-S. right the second time. Eminis. Yeah. Had his debut, uh, and the first game was a little rough. The second game, pretty impressive. Uh, there's this Danny stuff, which I don't think we're going to go into, uh, because it basically amounts to Thorin did a video alleging some stuff uh, from sources, and then Danny came out and said, no, that's not true. Also, I'm going to be a content creator. And the community is basically like, oh, Danny's just saying that because he's getting paid. So it's not really worth wading into at this point in time, maybe if things develop more, but... I don't, everybody's just going to point fingers. And when you've got the person who's the supposed alleged individual having, coming out and basically saying everything's fine, uh, it's pretty hard to like dive in on that stuff. So we might talk about it. I know nothing about it. So I would not exactly be helpful on the topic. Yeah. I mean, I think. And and Nero's going to spill all the tea. Mm -hmm. As my light turns off. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 hard to say. I mean, like I didn't have too much background information as things were coming out a little bit in the off season. Everyone's always like whispering a little bit, like, "Oh, I heard this, I heard that," but like I never talked to a direct source or really picked anyone's brain about it too closely. So I honestly don't have anything to add. I watched the Thorn video. Um, I read Danny's tweets. I don't know. No, Mark, you and I are complicit in a cover up. There's a massive conspiracy, and you and I are. Oh, I'm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Everything I do is just to make my life easier. So if there's ever any drama, I'm just like, throw some sand on that fire. I don't want to talk about it. That's not true. You actually do a lot of things that make you, you could be far. People do not know how much you fret about things that you don't need to fret about behind the scenes. Well, I also, to be fair, talk about it more than probably any other LCS talent by like a country fucking mile because of this show and just like the blame game and my own socials. Like, I think Azale does a good job of being pretty public um, about like things going on in the scene. But like, other than him and I, I don't think that Raz tweets a little bit about things. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I just was, but I just mean behind the scenes, I, from talking to you, I know you are. You could sit back and chill on a lot of stuff that you don't. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. You fight, you fight about for things that you believe in and all that stuff. So, um, and you do talk about it on uh, publicly, but I just mean, you you could if you really wanted your life to just be more simple, you definitely could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, Anything else? No, I got a pretty full waiting room already. Nero brought the heat. People really hate him. Oh wow, that's perfect. Good. It's because yeah. of the video that. Well, here, let's couple the, the couple, fuck you video. Yeah, couple more questions uh, before we get into the callers. Then, and Arrow, how surprising is this success been to you? Because obviously, I know you believed in the roster, but I think almost everyone is shocked that it's have had such a consistent win streak for so many weeks now. Are you surprised? Is there any part of you that's surprised that it's doing this well? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I thought the team would be good. Um, 
like I know in the interview we did together, like I thought we'd be like a playoff, like top half team, like top five, you know. Um, but didn't expect to like streak like this, just getting gory in. Um, we had we had a couple of issues like starting off the split, like it wasn't super clean and it wasn't like it was just Young's fault that we were losing games, you know, which um, could be easy for people to like pin on like our first four losses were because Gory uh, jet lagged Young, not, not actually playing at the LCS team very much, but um, no, like I, I'm pleasantly surprised by everything. Can't complain having a seven win streak, but I didn't expect it to be seven in a row, you know, like five and two would have been solid. That would have been like a good showing for us and then do better in the back half, but. It's good. Yeah. Happy is there it. any is there any like shift in the team's like perception a little bit? Because like obviously you guys are underdogs, you put out the fuck you video and through the first couple games, you know, people were not believing. Even when you started winning, it's like, oh, they're against these, you know, bottom half teams. Then you rip off two against the two and three, and now everyone's like, they're legit potential title threats. Like, has there been any like uh is this the team starting to smell its own farts a little bit, or are you guys being able to like stay grounded? Uh, yeah, no, a, a little bit, but that was happening before we beat C9 and EG. There, there's a lot mm -hmm. of internal confidence, um, which I mean, we, we kind of hit on in, in the last interview with Travis about the video itself. Like there's always been this internal confidence in like the GG staff and players that were, were better than people, um, give us credit for, which I mean, obviously it's not always proven to be the case. Like we're not, it's not always how it is, but it's good to have that internal feeling. So you don't play scared on stage. Um, but yeah, no, definitely some cockiness, definitely have to like <laughs> check things every now and then, but the coaches, the coaches got that in order. So, yeah. Well, okay. I think we can hop into calls then. Mark Zimmerman. One, go oh. I was gonna say one thing on the Danny thing that I was thinking about when I was reading Twitch chat. Um, it may be an arrow can speak to this a little bit, which is just like the stress of being a pro player. It's something that's not talked about in, in too much uh, depth sometimes. You know, like you're like, oh, it's really stressful. Ha ha ha. But like, um, for example, during the curse days when it was like me, Dom, uh, Voy and stuff like that, pretty much all of us had like <laughs> physiological reactions to the stress of worrying about getting relegated. Like um, all of us were struggling to eat or some of us were having panic attacks. Uh, a lot of people have like that kind of stuff. I think there's a, a lot more mental strain on pro players than like you sometimes see or like is talked about. Um, that and on the Danny mark, front. Because they're all lazy and they're all like getting paid so much money and they don't even, they get so much time off. You know, like it's just like there's, I don't, yeah. that doesn't make sense to me at all. We're definitely not like, we're definitely not throwing up between after games or before them sometimes or like struggling to sleep or eat, you know, like definitely not, not Dude, that these level guys are of paycheck stealers. Okay. No. They don't care about the job they're just chilling i wish i got paid money to just play video games all day yeah i i mean there's obviously a lot of people who have real world stressors and like back then we were getting paid you know under six figures uh, and now they're getting paid a lot more and you, you can you can say what you want about it but i think um just like the the level that you can handle is like on each individual person so like I often, if I get really stressed out, have like physiological reactions. I've had like a stress rash before and stuff like that, where I like broke out all over, you know, and like generally speaking, I actually just try to power through those kinds of moments. Um, but like for some people, like if they need to step away, that needs to be respected. So like, I don't know what happened in the Danny situation, you know, but like, obviously he was someone who was going through a lot of stuff. Um, and I hope he's just doing better now because like, I think anyone who's gone through a, a pro season on a team that was like struggling and even on good teams, you know, like there's, there's pressure. Um, 
is something that is is hard to appreciate until you've kind of gone through the, the war zone one time. Yeah. No, it's very true. I, I didn't know if Nero had any like similar war stories, <laughs> war stories I of mean, like. It's always tough. Like I'm sure. I mean, they go from winning to like they weren't doing as as hot. I guess, or like mm-hmm. there was internal stuff happening. I'm sure it's like got to be stressful anything that's below like the expectations you put on yourself or like the community will put on you will for sure eat away at you like it happens to a lot of people and obviously like it's it's easier for some people to handle it than it is others and it's just dependent on your situation environment there's there's a lot of factors so um yeah i just hope he's good like regardless of whatever happened hope he's good because that that shit is mm-hmm. tough it is not it is not super easy to be in a competitive industry where your job is on the line 24 7 even if it's in, playing a video game in front of a hundred thousand people who all want their opinion on you and are making reddit threads if you're not working hard enough in their opinion you should be playing more champions Q. yeah, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's not the easiest so the game the gaming part's fun though that, that part's good it just slowly becomes a job instead of playing a video game you know yeah and all the fat stacks all the in and out yeah that part helps that Let's part go, helps a little um, bit you know Let's get our first caller. All right. I need to remember who the first caller is. I'm lost in the sauce now. Classic Mark Zimmerman. Shout out to... Where are we? Clapper Cheeks. Kappa One. Uh, you Uwu Rusty Nerd. Zypher. Uh, Renny the Croc. Zajef. Zamelkai. Edwoon. I miss Infinite Crisis for one year. And Zachary GG and Crayon295. Thank you, uh, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's caught up. Okay. Is Mark back yet? Where's my Discord? He is back. Lord Audi is here. Lord Audi, where are you calling from? I'm from New York. From New York. And you've called in previously, yeah? That is correct. Where do you, or what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, I have a question for Dinero. Um, it's about scrims. So the question is, how prominent is it that teams FF when the scrim doesn't go well in the early game? Uh, you know, a push gank, a bad level one, like getting solo killed, things like that. Uh, the question is because uh, isn't there any value to actually playing out those games instead of just FFing and going next? Uh, games like that do happen on stage. Uh, you know, things don't go the way that they expected to go. And then, you know, teams just sometimes just win from from behind so i just wonder how often does it happen in scrims yeah so i'd say it's been pretty prominent i mean like over the five years i was coaching um you'd usually have it's hard to put like a number on it but it's not like it's a rare thing like a level one happens someone like gets like they get fucked level one like two people die you lose your red buff or something on an invade it's like okay remake like the game is probably over people would prefer to remake and not have that happen just so they can get stability um but i guess it more so depends on whether the team is like caring about like if they have a bot matchup that's meant to be like a volatile 2v2 and you want to actually see it play out because you don't get to draft it too much and then someone dies level one or they you, they burn a summoner and now it's just not the normal matchup um teams have kind of used that for their practice reason to do it which isn't necessarily the best reason because you can get that matchup practice other ways but it's kind of always been the thought process that teams have have used to talk about it um i've generally held the opinion that i i never liked ffing to be honest with you um 
but also using it as kind of like a like a punishment in a way towards players. Like, yeah, if you don't want this to happen, then just don't fucking do this in game. Like, if you don't want to start the game down two kills, don't die. Like, don't don't <laughs> allow this to happen because this could happen on stage. Uh, obviously, like some situations where it's just like a necessity, like the game is just useless because we've been aced level one because people just commit. Um, but it, it's it's hard to say it's like prominent. Like that makes it sound like it happens every game, you know, or like every other game it's happening. But usually it'd be like one a day where a team just asks the FF, but it's usually both teams agree on it. If you say no, I guess the only problem has always been you say no to FF, the other team just makes sure it's an FF like really fucking fast. Like they will just yeah. sprint down mid, like they'll just make the worst decisions possible. They'll just like limit test through the whole thing and make sure the game's over. Um, so yeah, it's, to, I'd say once a day it happens. To, to follow up on that too, there's obviously like the five man bots that happen in like the game's basically blown. Um, I think people are usually okay with that one. I, I feel like, and you can say how much this happens. I feel like the, the more problematic ones are more like the, um, I don't know, like two to five K goal lead early game goes wrong. You're in like that 15 to 25 minute range. And like the, the team, whether it's yours or the enemies, you know, whatever is they basically stop trying and like, they'll maybe ask for an FF and then like people will say no, you know, like the coaches will be like, no, you have to learn to play from this position. And then like, you can just feel the effort levels not there. And it's almost like a soft. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The soft FF. So like, I I don't know how, how prominent is that, you know, where you can just feel like this team's going to, they're just going to burger flip a fight mid. And if they lose it, then they can FF, you know, like, um, I I think that's, it's not super prominent that you get that one. I think it really depends on the team. Um, but usually kind of like mark those teams of like this team will, they'll end scrims early. Like they'll Mm -hmm. leave, like they're, they're quick to FF. Um, it's really team dependent. Some teams are good about it. Some teams are bad about it. Just like with review time, you know, some teams are really fast reviewers. Some teams are really long. Um, it depends. Well, Lord Audi, do, do you have any? Uh... Wait, I have, I have one more. Oh, oh sorry. sorry. What, what do you think? Is, uh... Cool. Uh, uh, since we're on the scrim topic, I figure it's just best time to ask. Like, Golden Guardians is on the uh, is on the lazy team train, right? You guys want twelve to five, and. Uh... What are your thoughts on the current like scrim system right now? Yeah, so I I put the option that I'm happy with either. I just wanted twelve o'clock start time. Um, I don't know the two hour break. I think could be good as long as it's utilized with stuff like Korea. It's it's going to be better because the solo queue is better. Like you're going to get matches with just better people and it's immediate. Um, here you're going to wait and you're not necessarily going to have the best quality games. It'd be nice if like CQ was open. In between, like the three to five block, that that'd be chill. That'd probably help. But right now, it's it feels like normal scrim day is just longer, to be honest. Um, and I've kind of gotten that vibe from other teams that it feels like normal scrim days, but longer. And we're getting an extra game by adding two hours or three hours, I guess, since it's six games. Um, I don't know. It, it's kind of like a. It doesn't fucking matter to me, to be honest. How how we do the scrim schedule, I think both can work. There's benefits to both. Like, I think Jay today, or who he went and did, like, Pilates in between. Like, he's getting, like, some sort of workout in. Stixay does the same. He'll go and, like, go gym in between. Just get some sort of, like, mental break and do physical stuff. But if your team doesn't use it, it sucks. So you, you need to find some way to make it useful. Yeah, I don't know why they haven't done... Like, why is it not three-hour, one-hour, three-hour, as Krepp was pointing out? 
three hour, one hour, three. Okay, the one hour break. The reason that stopped is because teams were so fucking awful at making it one hour. Like this used to be the case when I first joined LCS, and it would turn into like an hour and a half break. So even though it should be an hour break in between, you end up waiting like an extra. 20 minutes but you can't use that 20 minutes because you're waiting on the other team to be there so it's like impossible to use effective time and then the one hour you can't use for anything other than food really because you can't fit a solo queue game in and food it's just like it's impossible to really police that um, that got brought up as an option for like teams to potentially do but uh, that one got shut down pretty fast because everyone had like a unanimous decision that that just sucked like it was just too hard to get all the teams to actually conform and like do it so i personally like the two hour over the one just just because i don't want to deal with that again like it could be different in current days like 2017 2018 wasn't exactly like you know pinnacle esports moment there's a lot of dumb stuff back then but it, it was pretty hell does anyone think that an arrow looks like don henley from the eagles okay uh, who's let's google don who omega lol henley this is Hanser's like, comment bro, in the chat. You just picked. <laughs> you just picked Hanser. some white guy who's old. No one watches T Sports. <laughs> I just. Now I gotta fucking Google this guy. Come on. Oh, this is not oh, the Eagles like, like the Don sports Henley. team. This is the the Eagles. Oh wait, and... this is the 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 band <laughs> the Eagles. Yeah. I don't. Hanser's a fucking boomer. Okay, Lord Audi. Yeah, uh, geez, if, if there's yeah. even going to be even more boomer than referencing a sports guy. Lord Audi, any follow-ups out of this? Yeah, I was going to follow up because the, the, so one thing that, that caught my uh, my ear was that, you know, some of the things that trigger this FF is just basically situational practice is that, as he said, as Sinero said, you know, we want to try this bot lane uh, and see, you know, we're supposed to roll with it, but it, you know, it doesn't work. Then isn't there also a sa the same point that maybe there's a point to practice when it doesn't work if it is worth saving? Or, or I mean, for all those kind of situations, there can be a counter situation which that doesn't work. Then what do we do now? Is it worth actually keeping or trying it after the fact? When if if it is, it, you can you know actually save the game after the fact? Yeah, no, I mean I, I get that fact. I think people would just prefer to do what's most likely going to happen, so it's the most like effective practice. Like if your early game can just get completely doomed level one, like again you die like twice at red buff, lose your red buff, your jungle's fucked. Um, and that happens in like 1 out of 10 of your games, but in 9 out of 10 you're getting like a fairly normal game state starting off, like everyone's summoners are up, there's no invade. People would probably want to practice the 9 out of 10 one more often um, than do that. Obviously that's not to say it's like the best approach, but that's at least like, it's an understandable argument, my perspective for that, and then find other ways to practice the level 1s. Yeah, the, the other point, too, is not only the amount of times that that situation will arise, but also, like, how worthwhile is that situation to practice? Like, uh, yeah, you can you can practice for the 1 in 10, but even that 1 in 10, you then only win 25% of the time or something. So you're, you're basically practicing trying to win a doom state sometimes, um, which is another, like, negative to practicing some of those situations when it's really bad early. Um, I think sometimes people go too far with that, like, oh, no. Mid lane doesn't feel good. Like this Victor has auto push on me now because he got his upgrade earlier because of some bad skirmishing or something. It's like, well, that that's a realistic scenario. Like that that can happen, yeah. but like um, the doomed ones are the ones that I think are fine to yeah. avoid. 
Like, I think the annoying ones where people will FF is, like, say you're in, like, a really bad matchup bottom. Um, like, enemy team plays through mid, they dive you like it's level 3 dive. Uh, you get dove and you die and you ask for remake. Like, those are kind of the bullshit ones where it's just like, yeah, yeah you, you you got dove because of what you picked. Like, if you didn't expect this going in, um, it's kind of cringe. And then, like, is it worth playing out? Like, we would like to at least, like, play out the whole game and see, like, is that going to lose the game? Like, did you pick something that just somehow scales through this and makes it okay? Um, usually is not the case, but um, when that happens, it's usually pretty annoying because you should at least play out the, the the game state from there and close the game with the lead that you're meant to have from drafts, you know? Lord Audi, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? So you're anywhere. Uh, we, uh, I bought the AW3424 TW. Uh, that was great. Uh, my wife uh, insisted that I use the promoter site, so I did. So uh, thank you for that. And uh, yeah, shout-outs to her, too, uh, keeping me honest and all that. So thank you. Thank you so much, and be safe. Thank you so much for the call. We'll catch you next time. All right. On to the next caller. Thank you to Fishy, Spicy Herb, Spicy Plays. Wow, a lot of spicy. And then also I Am Elvis 4 for 54 months. Wow. Thank you for all of the subs, everyone. Mark? is back with banana balls banana balls where are you calling from i'm calling from greece who you are very quiet hey close to your microphone uh yeah one on does this any better it 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 is not that much better can you get okay i'm picking up the gain maybe you can sounds fine to me are you deaf he he sounds good to me man okay yeah you're I didn't even boost him. He's at 100% not set up. Maybe my speakers are just weird. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Maybe, maybe you're where are you calling deaf, from, old man? Uh, could you repeat that? Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Greece. From Greece. You already answered that question, Travis. I couldn't yeah. hear it the first time, Mark. <laughs> well, that's because you're an old salty sea captain whose ears have gotten blasted by the wind too much. It's not his fault. That could be it. What do you want to fucking talk about, banana balls? <laughs> okay, so um, my question was more around. I think it's kind of known that uh, coaching stuff is also meant to like manage personalities and like help uh, support teams, uh, team members, and uh, players emotionally, right? So the current narrative when it comes to Golden Guardians is like they're winning in spite of Licorice's performance, which is kind of like. Uh, not the best thing out there, I guess, since it is kind of known in the community that Licorice actually tries very hard to perform. It's just no longer produces results, unfortunately. And he has been on a downward trend ever since he left C9. That's like the way I view it anyway. Um, so what does what do teams and coaching staff and like a GM maybe do when it comes to that in order to support as a team member psychologically? Not so when it comes to their gameplay, because I'm sure that's being done to the best of the team's ability, but when it comes to their like emotional support and mental state. Yeah, so uh, a lot of teams work with um, like mental performance staff in multiple different ways, whether uh, kind of like the big providers out there have been like 1HP, um, Atomus Esports, who we worked with previously, uh, MindBody Esports, uh, Edward. Um, so teams usually have someone in some capacity to kind of act as that like bridge for players that isn't necessarily connected to their day-to-day life and isn't their like you know their 
their coach who may need to be harder on them about some things or maybe isn't the best to provide like perspective in the moment. Um, so teams generally work with that. I'll say for uh, Licorice. So he actually works a lot on this in his personal life. I know he had an interview come out recently about like working through like therapy and everything. Um, he has ways to kind of like avoid dealing with the like public sentiment against him, whether it's like positive or negative, tries not to like read into that too much, which I think is pretty important. Like if you put value into the positive side, you put value into what like the public is saying about you. So then when they eventually like turn negative on you for whatever reason, now you've given them that power to, to affect you and hurt you. Um, I think Eric's always done a really good job of managing that aspect. Um, and where he hasn't, he's found ways to approach it outside of work. Um, while still getting the same support from us in some way. Um, I will say on the narrative, like I, I've of course seen it because I, I like to just look into things, um, just see what people have to say about the team. Um, everyone has a job to play in the team. And especially right now, the, the meta is pretty bot centric and the way our team has played has been pretty uh, like mid bot focused. Um, so he's had his job to like minimize in top and play for the team. But that hasn't necessarily meant that that's the only thing that he's doing. Like he's had a big Jax game recently, big Renekton as well. When we've put him in those moments where he needs to be um, more of like a carry threat for our team and more of a focus, uh, he, he's performed. Like he he's obviously had like his down parts in the games, but so so of our bot lane, so is mid. Um, like our, our whole team around has had times where things have gone down on them. I think people just like to pick pick something as a as a focus for themselves, and when you're not necessarily playing the shining role, you're, you're going to catch that more often. It happens on every team, um, and it is what it is. But he, he handles it well. I think we have like things in place to help support him. So, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't know if you have any other questions on that part or any anything you Actually, wanted to know more. That was pretty thorough. Thank you very much for that. No worries, um, man. No, I think uh, that would be all. Like, Licorice does look... When you see him on stage and, like... When you catch interviews of him and stuff, he actually looks like none of the stuff that's around affects him. So, you know, he kind of looks happy. I don't know. I don't know have a better way to put it, but he looks happy when you see him on stage and like interviews and um, anywhere. Anyway, so yeah. yeah, having such a support system as you describe it most definitely helps, and maybe he himself does that work for him too. So yeah, I guess that's about it. Thank you for the answer. No worries, man. And no worries. he's also aware of the games where he didn't have much value to. Like the Lee Sen game, I think everyone hit on that one of, of flaming it. He was making fun of himself during that game too. Is like his one is like his useful play that he got to do. Like he got to kick. Like he kicked Zeri in spawn. Um, like he's aware. Like he he messed up and ended up in a bad situation. But he was still like he picked that to just kind of exist top and minimize his loss. And we were meant to play elsewhere. Um, I, it worked out for him, even despite his mistakes. He, he was still chilling. Obviously, the rest of the team was was smurfing, but yeah. he, he's aware when he has rough games too. But he he's good at handling the the outside perspective really well. Okay. On the contrary, like last game with C9, he performed pretty well, considering Fudge was like messing up most of the time. But still, he performed well on his end. I think, kinda. So yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, I Mark, think I don't a, know if you have any follow-ups on any of this. No, I mean, Arrow kind of got in there before I, I did, where it's like, yeah, I think there's clear times where Licorice has struggled this split, um, and he's been, especially this last weekend, doing a lot better. Um, and it's just good to hear that, you know, he's able to keep an even head 
on his shoulders about, yeah, I'm not doing great this game or I'm doing good this one. Uh, I think it's also interesting in the sense that, like, um, if Licorice can perform like he did this weekend, there's, like, this kind of X factor that the team has to get even better because I think there's been this, like, Golden Guardians is 4v5 narrative kind of thing. (laughs) Uh, And I think there's been games where Licorice hasn't looked good and they've still won. And so like, that means if he can play well and actually play like this weekend, then there's a, there's another level for the team to kind of unlock. Um, I think it will be important over the course of uh, what will be probably a deep playoff run for golden guardians, looking at how they good they look right now to actually be able to contest, um, you know, the fudges, the impacts and stuff like that. So the fact that he was able to do that this weekend is big. Hey, thanks so much, Banana Balls, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Um, not anything in particular. Thank you for having me on. And, like, kudos to, to Inera for being a decent guy. I don't know. You give up that decent guy vibe. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, kudos to you. And thanks, thanks for, man. for having me on, guys. I've been, like, following your content for years, so it's it's nice to be on. Nice. Thank you. Thank Good. you. Good to have Appreciate you Appreciate the kind words, man. You're welcome. Have a good one. Are we just going to let that slide? Fucking Enero seems like a decent human because I don't. He complimented me, man. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know about me, that one. Me, I'm shit, Mark. Some I don't know suck. any decent humans that wake up as early as Enero does. Enero can be a good good GM. He can be a good I coach, mean, but a, good, post, a like, good human. Like I don't know. He's going to go to sleep probably immediately after the show. And then at 3 a.m. Yes. he's going to post like, good morning. And it'll be a picture of Dude. an intersection somewhere and it'll just be like what the is going on yep. um i think i think a narrow has been one of my most useless follows of all time <laughs> in terms of social media i don't know You're how many up. times i saw good i morning. saw a tweet by him and i was like good night. thank god i followed him yeah. it's good morning good night and pictures of random shirtless guys yeah. and i'm like you like, do you like the dog meta i'm getting onto i found this really fat dog yeah the, and i'm just the, posting it, it. A corgi i think it's a corgi <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He's just fat. And he's in a, in uh, Let me go find an arrow's Twitter here. He's in a, last a, 10 a, a cop uniform, I think. Yeah, like <laughs> the dog is too fucking different. Another day, he just like me for real. General managing. Another. I have the another forever ones. Yeah. Another way. Yeah. Yeah. Just cat memes. That's good morning. Another way. League of Legends. League of Legends <laughs> sucks, man. Like I don't want to post about league. <laughs> Even just life, you know, I watched this movie. I didn't, I, li- I liked it. I didn't, you know, like I do other things too. You can have other interests. You have zero interest, but shit posting. What? He paints. I I'm post- actually going to unfollow painting. I'm unfollowing you right now. Don't. Okay. This is, this is a waste. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm going to go follow an arrow to make <laughs> up movies that watch instead. I'll do that for you. This guy comes on the show. Right, wait, 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 I'm coming fucking... back. All right. I came back. I'm waiting for the notification. <laughs> Did you know you Mark can subscribe, though? That's the funniest thing. Is like, <laughs> there I'm, it is. He's the, the only person fault. I know where you can spend money to support his Twitter account. Feel free to do it. I posted uh, the receipt that I got from Twitter for my subscribers. Yeah. That was the only tweet I've given them in like two months. Okay. I just said, thanks, guys. Hashtag Findom. Appreciate you all. Yeah. <laughs> How much shit. was it? Uh, $50. Wow, that's pretty good. That I have to pay taxes on, so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. It's not bad. You can buy some magic packs with that. Okay, Mark went off to go grab the next caller. Thank you to a speaking of magic, a Karn Liberated for the uh subscriber. And the Eneric and Ostrider and Wafflefoot. I thank you all. Uh we got our next caller. Okay. 
here, which is Lest Force. Lest Force, where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so my take is essentially that the TriCast from this past week with Flowers, Raz, and Avali uh, was really disrespectful to those orgs and specifically the players, um, and that the LCS production uh, just missed the mark on that one. I did this not one see had that quite one. a few upvotes and so. downvotes. Some people agreed, some people disagreed in the Discord, so I figured it would be a contentious one to take. All right, can you... Uh, in Twitch the, chat, it's, it's back and forth. Yeah, Look at this. Yeah. Look at this. No, that's what, I mean, that's what it was if you go into Twitter or Reddit or anything like that after that cast too. People love it or hate it. Yeah, the, the word that you said, though, that I really want more explanation on is disrespectful. Can you explain the disrespectful part? Yeah, so um, just for the, the context, you know, during the game, uh, they're talking about anime during a team fight in like the first 10 minutes they're talking about um flowers mom they're drawing on the teleprompter they're uh, Avali admitted during the cast that she was reading twitch chat instead of paying attention to the game um and i feel like those all kind of suggest that you know they're kind of trying to just have fun and kind of not take the game too seriously which uh, from my perspective i don't think that the lcs production uh, would have had this trio cast FlyQuest versus C9. I don't think that they would have cast like EG, 100 Thieves, or whatever. Um, and so I think that was by the having the Immortals, right? Yeah, it was uh, TL Immortals. And yeah. it's one thing that if the fans say, like, who cares? TL is bad, the splitter. Who cares? Nobody likes Immortals. I think it's a lot different when the LCS, by having this TriCast on this game, as opposed to, like, they're, they're not going to cast one of those big games. I feel like by having it on the smaller game, the grand scheme of things just kind of is like really indirectly telling the fans, like you don't have to really care about this game that much. And I think that's kind of disrespectful to the players uh, that are playing on stage. Yeah, so uh, on this one, <laughs> all just... three of us have stuff to go. Let me go first. Cause mine's, sure, mine's just a shit ahead, post. Um, had, have those teams considered that it's disrespectful uh, for, to our eyeballs <laughs> for some of the, Plays yeah, they've made. I, I mean that 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 was gonna be kind of where I go, where it's like, is the, it's the like, layout. You're, you're probably right that they wouldn't have done this for the better teams, but I also don't feel bad whenever teams are bad and then they don't get the attention that good teams get. So uh, I'm sorry, it was okay. it was just a shit post. I don't mean it. Go it's, ahead. Do you go thought, ahead. Was it a shit post? Because I feel like you kind of mean it, Mark. He, he definitely my face. it, but it's fine. He's just showing off his cat. Um, okay, <laughs> real take on it. Um, so I didn't watch this cast, so I don't know like specifics about it. So this is kind of just like based in general about this split. Um, I'm pretty certain they did it on like that game because it's meant to be like a low viewer game or like lower than like you said like a, a fly eg c9 like game would be. Um, they're clearly experimenting with different things a lot this year. I know that was one of the things that, I mean, when Jackie came and talked to people like last year, that they would be slowly over time as she got more involved looking to experiment with different, just different things all over the broadcast, which uh, like Cutie Cinderella coming in, putting more players on broadcast, all that stuff has been happening too, which has obviously been more um, positively received by people. Um, this one obviously got like pretty mixed reviews, but I'm sure it came in as like a really experimental thing. Um, 
And I do think like it's it's Avali's like brand of humor. Like this is how she approaches it. Where if it is more like laid back and less like focused on the game and more of like shit posty stuff, which I'm I'm sure it was, but again, I don't have full context of it. Um, but they were probably just you know coin flipping something, seeing if people like really liked it. Because I know that's also been like a Reddit sentiment before of like with the fact that Avali wasn't on broadcast anymore, that Riot like lost something that could have been really good and that people liked. It's probably them like experimenting to see like are people really wanting this type of content in the league in a way. Um, as for it being disrespectful, I don't really know. It's kind of something like I've been on the side where you're the bottom team and you're getting thrown on like the worst like time slots every day, um, and like the broadcast is more biased towards like the other team always, even if you are having a good time in the game or you are potentially winning. Like it, it, it's kind of like you expect it as as teams that aren't doing well. I wouldn't say you feel like super disrespected by it. It's just like, this is the expectation. They're probably not going to do a lot of great things for you, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that Core JJ is not sitting there after that game being like, oh man, can't believe they had to obviously cast our game like that. That was just, that's like the biggest concern that I have right now. Like, I don't think that the, I really don't think that the players are offended by it, or at least I would be very surprised. I think they have bigger priorities. Um, I I think what's odd to me, Lust Force, is like you act as though this is the first time that casters have not talked about the game much while casting, and a lot of people have celebrated LCK casting in particular for how frequently they do this um, over the years. I know that there's been times where. Even like Kobe and Captain Flowers are casting something at the end of the day and they're just talking about a lot of different stuff and not the game necessarily. And so I I think the only thing I would have I, I agree with or that I could I could see as being fair is like it probably shouldn't have been the second game of the day that they did this on. Like if you're gonna have the goofy cast, um, I would probably make it like the last game of the day. That way you know, it's probably a game where people are tuning out anyway, and you know, if they don't want to be a part of it, it's fine. Again, like I think it's only one game, so I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I just don't think it's that that much of a problem. I mean, like people love these co streams, and they don't say that those are uh, those are disrespectful, right? So, uh, I mean, oh, go ahead. Oh no, that that was me. Sorry, you can you can finish. I have some thoughts too. Um, I just, uh, I just don't, I, I totally think if people did not like the cast, that is fine. I, I think everyone has their own tastes and this year in particular, we're going to be getting a lot of different things on the broadcast that people are, maybe they're like, I've been watching the LCS for many years and I like it the way that it was before. And so some people are going to be turned off by some of the changes that they're making. I know a lot of people would much rather have um, nothing but 10 minutes of chatter about the game after every game rather than any kind of skit or anything like that. So I think it's completely fine to say, you know, this wasn't for me. I do think saying it's disrespectful is a little too much. Um, and, like, I don't think they were actively mocking the players or doing anything that, like, you know, was was being particularly cruel or mean to them, um, so I don't know. I just I don't I don't have as much of a, a concern there. But I do think maybe it should have been at the end of the day for the since 
some people who were not into it could have just left. When Mark, was it? What's that? It what was, time, it was game two. Was game two. Oh, so it was right before us. Okay. Yeah. Arnero doesn't watch the broadcast. No, we turn the volume off before our games. No, no, that's we, the right we do thing. Other do other stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, draft prep and whatnot. I, will say, uh, I think people are probably more likely to get. Someone put it in the chat. They'd probably be more disrespected by the actual analysis sometimes. I think that's been where players usually get disrespected. I think it happened to you. Like, Mark, impact. someone like, called you. It was like Impact called you out. <laughs> yes. He's like, this is your opinion. Like, essentially, every player has the same, like, nah, but what is this guy fucking saying? Like, it, how can he think this? This is so dumb. But with, like, whoever is analyzing the game, because casters say a lot of stuff, and sometimes, you know, when you talk that much, you're probably going to say something that might not make sense. Um, if. If they found it disrespectful, I'm sure the LCS will hear about it, at least. I know teams will love to bring up anything they find that's offensive. I love... That's, like, the one thing I get to do, you know? Like, listen and be like, hey, man, what the hell was this? Like, and just go up and complain, so... Did you sure did you guys like the the, uh, the segment where you got to rank the, the analysts? Did, did the pro players like that one, or did, where did they leave that and were like, cringe? Yeah, I'm sure they love doing it. It was their way to take <laughs> little jabs, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it seems a little disrespectful. No one wants to be mean, to the but you you want you want to you want to get a jab back in some way, you know. Lick, Licorice got a good one on me where he was like, "I read Reddit that you're an idiot, basically," and I was like, "Ouch." Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, it's it's hard to compare it to something because like if you say it's kind of like co-streams, it's like well, co-streams aren't the main broadcast, you know, um, and they have a little bit less like. Um, that they owe teams in a sense, um, so it's like doesn't quite compare there. The low state like podcast of the LCK, you know, they, they kind of like drift into that. They usually don't start there, whereas it's very much started kind of um, more co-streamery. So like, I get that it like was it's it's kind of hard to find a direct comparison, and it was yeah. But there's this stuff exists, and people don't freak out about it. Is what I'm saying. It's not like well, if this was if yeah. this was truly disrespectful, then like. No, but but I'm saying like those other things that you're comparing it to are like different enough that like I can see at least a little bit where less force is coming from. Uh, I think you know like it was it was controversial in the community in terms of like enjoyment. I don't I don't think it was necessarily as controversial as like horribly disrespectful, but more a lot of people just like also just didn't enjoy it. Um, whether it's like the humor not landing with them or whatever. Um, so I think it was. I think, I'm glad we are experimenting to that point that like Anero was saying, where like it was kind of brought to the teams that we're going to be doing some whack shit. You know, like I had a whack ass segment too. We'll probably talk about that in a minute. Uh, we have another caller for that, but um, like I think my two cents was like I'm glad we tried it. I think there are some things you could tweak to the caller's point. Like if I, I don't know about disrespectful for the players, I don't know if they care, but like I think for TL fans who are finally happy to see their team grab a win and they're still kind of in the playoff hunt, you might not have found that cast particularly to your liking as a, as a fan of one of those two teams. I can see that as well. Um, to the point about like maybe time of day, maybe later on in the season when like a team's eliminated from playoffs. I don't know. There's like these other variables you can account for. Um, so like I, I get where people are coming from. I'm happy we tried it. I think uh, there's a world where casts like that do land, but I can see why this one was not it for some people. Um yeah, I don't know if that's too middle groundy, but that's that's kind of where I'm at. Chat says you're based, so uh, I think you're fine. Less force, any follow-ups? Yeah, I have a couple um, counter counterpoints. Uh, first, I wholeheartedly agree with Mark, and that one of the biggest issues is the fact that 
it was really from the onset of the game, especially when it was in a completely even state. I think that the like the long discussion about anime during team fight and following the team fight, uh, I think Immortals was up two nothing in kills. Like it was like nine minutes in, it was a pretty even game state. Um, so I think that it's different in the sense that it's like re- almost from the onset of the game when it's it's not like the the game ended at what like a 17k goal deficit. And so maybe if you're kind of BSing towards the end, like I can kind of understand that more. But like saying it right from the onset, to Mark's point, I think is a little bit uh, different in that sense. Um, and then to your point, uh, and then in the thread in the um, channel, I actually said the same thing you said, where I think it would have been better if this was an LCS-sponsored co-stream. Um, and I mean, I know that would take away viewers a little bit, you know, or maybe a decent bit from the you know, LCS uh, you know, Twitch account. But I think that the the vibe was much more of a co-streamer perspective rather than a broadcast. We're here to like tell a story of what's going on in the game. Um, I just think that it didn't quite accomplish that goal. Um, so those are like the two main points that I had. Um, and then kind of like Mark said towards the end, I think even if it's not like even if the players aren't necessarily like furious about the cast and feeling like they were getting disrespected, I think the fans. Uh, again, like you said, with TL, like they just they didn't get anything out of that cast. I feel like um, you know, productive, feeling good about their team. Um, at least in my opinion, I just I like a lot of the experimentation that the LCS is doing. Like the Q Center all segments have been really good. I really like having the players come on, like Revenge and Solo, these guys that don't have huge platforms. But I just don't think that the vibe coming from an official broadcast was really in the the right spot uh, this past week with this game. I think it's fair to give. I think it's fair to give the feedback too. Like I'm, I'm sure they went in like I said earlier, expecting it to be hit or miss, um, and that's why they threw it on a lower viewer game. So, like for all we know, they'll probably never do it again. They might have gotten a different read that more people liked it than not. But I'm glad they're at least having some that are like controversial at least. So that way we're at least like pushing to try and test different things and not just. <laughs> Yeah, here's a game, blah, 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 analysis. Everyone's bored as hell watching it, and then we go home, you know? <laughs> yeah, and to that point about trying on lower view games, I mean, we did have Courage come on for a 100 Thieves game. Um, and to be honest, you know, we didn't know 100% what we were going to get with that one. Like, he turned, we, kn- we knew that he had casted before, but like how much he knew League of Legends, I think we were very happy with that it turned out that well, but that easily could have just been some lame game where he's like an 100 Thieves stand, and he just beat some lame, I love 100 Thieves joke too many times, um, but he did a really great job. And like that was one that seemed universally liked, even though I would argue from a like pre-planning perspective was just as potentially risky and controversial, um, depending on what angle he would have taken once he went live. So like, uh, you know, um, it, it's just something where like, we're going to try things and we're going to try and put them where we think it makes the most sense. And sometimes they'll work and sometimes people might not like them as much. And uh, yeah, we're just trying things. Hey, thanks so much, Les, for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break? Uh, I actually want to shout out the LCS production. I know I just kind of ragged on something that they've been doing, but um, especially on the social media side, I think I think it's pastry time. Like you don't get to see the face, but like the who's most likely to segments and like a lot of the, like the game on stuff that they've been doing with the players. Like I'd really like to see more of that. Um, kind of show personality in the league in a bit of a more positive sense. I know there was a lot of talk about personality with the Sven Jan uh, incident from last week, but I think that's a really good thing that the league should continue to do um and then just shout out to you guys for uh you know putting out great content around the lcs yeah thank you so much for the call and we'll catch you next time thanks all right 
Time to take a quick break and talk about Alienware. We love Alienware so much. They've been an amazing partner for us over all of these years. I'm going to be taking a trip soon, which I haven't talked to Mark about, um, but we'll have to do, or I will have to produce the show from the road. And what's going to be amazing is I will have an Alienware X17 with me whenever I do that, um, which will be fantastic. I'm going to be heading up to Vancouver, actually, to UBC. Uh, and then hanging out a little bit in Seattle afterwards. Think about going to Mox Boarding House, by the way, to play Magic, if anybody wants to draft with me one of those nights. Anyway, uh, it's just fantastic to have Alienware on the road with me, being an uh, amazing partner. Uh, really appreciate everything that they have done to support the show. And uh, really just, they, they've been phenomenal in terms of the hardware that they've been able to provide and the support and power they've been able to provide. So. If you want to support them, please go to Alienware.com slash Travis. There's a link in the description on YouTube. Uh, and if otherwise, you can just type in Alienware.com slash Travis. Purchasing something from there does support the show. So thank you so much to Alienware for sponsoring Hotline League. All right. Mark is off to grab the next caller. Uh, Travis, come to Calgary, please. I mean, maybe if like well, UBC reached out to me and offered to fly me and put me up. So... They're not paying me. I'm doing that just as a, a nice thing. But I, I, I they've they've offered it. Other universities could uh, other universities could do that. Content train next what? call said what? We're on the content train, topic wise. So I'm keeping it going. Mon Mon, where are you calling from? Yeah, I'm calling from uh, Laurentides, Quebec, uh, from Canada. Quebec. I love Quebec. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about uh, the LCS segment uh, that, that featured Vulcan, uh, the Eric Andre one, uh, with Mark. Uh, but especially I wanted to talk, oh, I think these, these kinds of some, uh, segments are a very positive, well, I guess, type of segment for the LCS. Uh, because I think uh, that uh, there has to be something to compare the LCS to the LC. Uh, LEC, sorry, um, because I think the waiting room and the LCS launch are not really segments of the LCS. And Mark brought up last week that he thinks the physician segment, which I think is one of the most successful like LCS segment, is well a good one, but it should not be brought up every week. And well, I think the Eric Andrew one just brings in like this American product feel. Um, I think the LCS has to distinguish itself from the LC, uh, the LEC, sorry, um, by having these kinds of segments. Uh, I did not like the Eric Andre segment, uh, but because I watch with audio only, so I was kind of confused when that happened. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, like uh, I did get the uh, uh, deadpan humor and uh, absurdity and I get uh, where it came from. So I did like it afterwards, but I think um, like, DLCS has to distinguish itself from the LEC because a lot of people watch both. And most of the time, people have to choose one of them, uh, which like explains, well, they use that as an argument to move to weekdays and uh, well, 12. Uh, uh, well, I, there was the whole story. Um, but like I think the funny LCS moments, like the Jojo Eagle uh, at Worlds, then more for the LCS than like Jojo himself. Uh, because I think this is like at these moments, when the LCS uh, separates itself from the LC or the other regions, uh, is when people will really stay to the LCS. Yeah, um, that's what I have to say. Thank you for the take. I you can definitely tell who pulls the calls for the show, 
because Mark yep. pulls the call that's like, yeah, I didn't it's like that. It's what the people want. That caster take, or that cat, those ca- that cast, and then the next caller's like, but that Mark segment was really good, though. Oh, it's even better. Okay. Sorry, actually, but uh, Vulcan is from Quebec, and I'm from Quebec, so that's why I, I'm praising him. That, uh, no, gotcha. no other reason. Okay, we've got multiple so, levels of bias. So, uh, I, I knew that I was going to have to... I, I want to talk about this on Hotline League anyways because it is self-indulgent. This is maybe the most self-indulgent show that I have. We you should know, explain what this is because not everybody has seen it. And Arrow, did you, did you watch it? Yep, I did. Okay. What would you I, think? I, 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 I live and die by Arrow's opinion on my content. Uh, I, I thought it was good for like a starter because it would get better with time, I'm sure, to surprise people with it. Um, I thought it was good. So for those of you that do not know, there is... He's what? He's a comedian, right? Eric Andre? Uh, sure. Describe yep. him as a, he's like a sketch guy. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. This is a comedian, yeah. stand up comedian. And he does a show where he interviews people, or did a show? I don't think it's still on, right? Where he interviewed. Uh, it was still on. I don't know if it's canceled. No, um, I don't know. And where he, he brings people on and then does absurd, crazy things, strange things happen. And it's, you know, they cut it down to a pretty short period of time. And really, like, the enjoyment of the show comes from seeing the guest feel uncomfortable and out of their element and confused. And you don't really know what's going to happen next. And so Mark did an LCS riff of that show called Catching Up With Double Lift, where it, I assume the present premise is that Double Lift will not make it on the show uh, ever. We will see. Um, uh, perhaps that is how the show finally ends. But uh, where where Mark invites somebody on, and then absurd things happen. So this time it was Vulcan. Well, yeah. You had so the, a the stage big- manager that was sitting next to him uncomfortably close and offering him pocket cheese. And uh, you were screaming at people walking into the studio. And all these absurd things happening were happening. And you could tell that Vulcan didn't understand what was going on. Yeah, the, the big selling point is basically you just try and freak the fuck out of the guests because they're not in on the joke. Uh, the early season, the Eric Andre like eventually blew up and they like people were in on it and they had to go even bigger to freak them out. But like, um, hopefully, the goal is that it's like a, a bear, ability to tear down pros from like their PR training, you know, and just uh, get good moments out of them. The funniest joke uh, that you you had was not anything on that, but suggesting that pros get any kind of PR training. I, that was. That, I'm glad you picked up on that. That was one. a very good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I think uh, it's. It was really hard to Nero's point. Like that was the first one we shot, and it was like, dude, getting to that like headspace is fucking hard. I I can't do it yeah. well, to be honest. And like, I think I got better. We we shot like six so far, and we'll probably try and do a couple more, and maybe pros will be kind of ready for it, but still not 100. percent Like, but yeah, get, getting in that headspace is hard. And um, the other thing too is like. I appreciate the uh, LCS kind of letting me push the boundary. Like, there's a lot of stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor that is probably never going to see the light of day. But, like, you know, is is pretty unhinged even compared to what we showed uh, because the LCS is still not Adult Swim. Like, Eric Andre will do really ridiculous shit. And we don't go quite as far, obviously, but, like... There, there are some like I wanted to release the unedited version, like uncensored version, sometimes with like the things that uh, we we can't do. But I had a really fun time doing it, and uh, I hope people like it. I and mean, there were more also- bleeps in that day of broadcast than there probably would have been in entire splits previously. Like the LCS is definitely pushing itself 
in pretty big ways. Because it wasn't just that. It was also, like, the Ovely sketches. And, like, there's just so many, like, swear word bleeps and crazy things happening that uh, in the past just would have never flown. Like, it, and the, the broadcast, I feel like, is virtually unrecognizable for where it was five years ago. And I, and I think it's probably yeah. a good thing. Uh, an arrow. I, I'm really sad, but I wanted to do one with Stixe, um, and yep. I wanted to get Power of Evil in it. Have, have you seen the where they do the doppelganger ones on the yeah, Eric Andre yeah. show? No, I, I've, I've seen those. I've watched all of them. Yeah, no, God, I wanted that would have been. It good. was going to be so perfect, but fucking, he, I think he's back in Berlin because I could just see. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm going to try and go one of your plays. You guys are good now. Oh, great. Who should cool? Who should I do it to? Who who would you volunteer on if, your team? Okay, your request. If you did that one, I really feel like River or who he would be good for it. Okay, we, we can't do the doppel... <laughs> There's an optics problem with doing the doppelganger bit with an imported player. And oh, just... okay. I wasn't talking about the doppelganger bit. I was oh, just talking oh, okay, okay. about him on the show. I don't oh, know yeah, who, yeah. who else would be like a... I don't know who you'd find a doppelganger for that's not... For, forget the doppelganger bit, say. then. Who, who do you think would just do well on the show? Yeah, that's why I think River and and who he would be good because River would be confused. Like I know he's never watched it at all, um, so it, it'd be kind of funny. Um, I don't know; it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I uh, we may have shot one. I don't. I, I won't spoil it. We we have we have a couple with uh, people who are not uh, English first language, and it's it's great. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try and request request. <laughs> River then, at some point, because then uh, when you guys are making your playoffs run, we can air them. That's the the goal is to have a couple of these coming out like once a week or so if we can. Sounds good. Um, All right, great. I'll tell him that Anero said he had to do it. I will okay. say this is another Sounds example though of of stuff that I can understand if people don't like it. Like when I was looking at the chat during the segment, because whenever something like this happens, I go into I just open up the app on my phone and I'm like looking and being like, okay, what is Twitch chat reacting? And it was like, this is amazing. This is the best. This is cringe. Why are they doing this? This is great. This is the greatest. More of this. Uh, turning off the stream. Oh, my God. LCS dying. Blah, blah, blah. So it is It is very funny how how mixed a lot of this stuff is, I guess is the best way yeah. to put it. No, I think um, there's something to be said, too. And this is my personal philosophy. It's not like this is the entire broadcast. But like packaging the the cringe or like the craziness because i don't think you want to be if something's only 60 percent enjoyed and the other 40 percent hate it you know like it's not only just like if did you enjoy it or not spectrum but also like how far did you like it or not like it um if it's a, a single three minute thing you can kind of move on from it faster hopefully um but if you're doing something that's that kind of distribution of how much people like it or dislike it on a longer form thing or a main part of the broadcast, like an entire waiting room or an entire cast or an entire pregame intro, like that very quickly, I think can have more lingering effects. So like for me, I want to box my insanity into like these like little, you know, bite-sized segments and try not to like do it much beyond that. How do you, how do you gauge if one of these things is successful, Mark? Like uh, for the broadcast, you guys are trying all these different things. You know, especially when you get mixed reception, how do you, how does the broadcast decide if it's worth it to continue doing it? I don't know. Perfect. Good. Vibes. Mostly vibe checks. Okay. Uh, no, I think, 
uh one we like i am i am on top of like everything i'm in live thread i'm in twitch chat i'm in reddit i'm in twitter i'm in youtube comments and i'm just trying to get people's opinion um it was kind of thing we're live i think people were most unprepared for it and uh you know people who don't get it don't like it it is the kind of humor where even if you understand what the segment is still might not fuck with it so like um i think the initial reception was more mixed but then the people who saw it afterwards and knew what it was uh, liked it more um and to an arrow's point like it was a pilot that i don't think i crushed and i think i hope the later ones are better um so like hopefully it wins people over but like you know we've shot a handful of these we're gonna make a handful of these and if at the end of it it's like nah not enough people liked it then you know we'll probably cut it um but yeah i mean this is kind of it yeah hey mon thank you so much for the call anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller yeah uh, sure i want to shout out uh my name uh mon that's that's cute and i also want to shout out uh in a row uh i just want to say that clip of you with the, that bald head and drinking an old-fashioned that, that gave me confidence to fucking <laughs> shave my head and well i did drink already but uh <laughs> nice. Wait, you shaved your head well i'm yeah i'm going through with it nice <laughs> nice i'm glad you're uh, inspiring nice. people there <laughs> it's great i love being bald it's so OP, man. Yeah, it's cool during the winter, man. How do you do? You pronounce okay. Your full Discord name is Mon Chabadou de Moi. Yes. Well, yeah. Well, it's a French name, so. I know. I know. I was just trying. I obviously cheated, but how how do you pronounce it? Mon Chabadou de Okay. Nice. Close enough. All right. Thank you so much for the call, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. Thanks. Ooh, we got a lot of callers in the waiting room. Uh, Mark, we're gonna start speeding through. Yeah, okay. Do you guys do this every show though? Like, I swear, all the ones I was on in the past, you get like three callers at the beginning, and then it's like, "What is up, caller? You've got five seconds to get your takeout. Let's go fast." We definitely don't do that. We definitely don't do that. Uh, it's implied, implied, but understandable. I miss Infinite Crisis this year. I miss Infinite Crisis. Where are you calling from? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. You got five seconds to give us your take. What is it? Uh, Summit is a detriment to TL. Oh, perfect. Okay. Mark, what do you... No, I'm just kidding. All right. Why do you think that Summit is a detriment to TL? So I don't think he's a very good team player. I think that a lot of, you know, based on his performances, um, at least on stage, I don't know about scrims, obviously, um, it seems like he's trying to solo carry an LCS game, which isn't really something that, as far as I understand, you're supposed to do. It's supposed to be... Uh, you know, even more of a team game at a professional level than it is on an individual level. And I think that his arrogance is uh, costing them in a lot of situations uh, where they'll like they'll pick up an early lead and then he'll int several plays trying to engage without his team there and it just goes to shit. Uh, I, my Discord was doing its thing again. Did he mention that the TL Korean work ethic doesn't mean anything? If the yeah, I also there? did that. Okay, okay, cool. That was, uh, I just didn't know if you had said that part. I'm excited to hear Nero actually talk about the game now. Heck yeah. yeah. Hey, Nick. Uh, thanks for the rec uh, restaurant recommendations, by the way. Oh, no worries, man. That was you? Yeah, Welcome. yeah. Awesome. Wait, did you pick one? Uh, yeah. yeah, my family. We're going to go to Juku Juku whenever we go to LA. Nice. Juku Juku is good. Good choice. Awesome. Good choice. Um, okay. On this, I will be honest. I think it's really hard to say that one person on that team will be a detriment. Whenever your team is like a, a bottom team in the league, like, I don't know, people always want to target, but it's usually, like, some systematic thing. Like, it, it, it's 
them as a whole that's not clicking and not just one. Um, I don't think I've watched and thought that like uh, Summit is clearly just like griefing them and making it impossible for them to play. I, I don't feel like I've seen that at all. Um, it's more so been like their their team shit going wrong. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I would say it's hard to just say like he's a detriment like holding this team back. Like basically, you're implying like if he was replaced with. Uh, not necessarily their academy top or just like anyone else that they would be doing better. I is, I is think I'm more trying. Mean? No, not it's not a skill level because I mean obviously Summit's like a very skilled player. I just don't think he. I, I think you're talking the like you mentioned the synergy. It just isn't there between him and I mean Pioshik specifically. Um, and mm. then um, I was going to bring up that LS uh, had that tweet where um, he said that he thinks Pwipo could sub in for Pioshik or Harry or Jan and the team would be better. So I do think that it's not it's not entirely on Summit. Summit's just like in the last three games, the last three TL games that I've watched, um, I kind of sold out his, um, like I said, bad engages was the one thing that I was really noticing. But I don't think um, it's like specifically, oh, you, you swap Summit out for somebody else, then suddenly the team is in infinitely better. Because I do think that Jan hasn't exactly been playing up to his standard... Um, his standards. I mean, he was when he was really playing well in academy with Ayla. I think he was he looked a lot better. But academy is different than LCS. So I would say Summit and Yawn are my two that I would think would be the biggest problems. But you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, it, it's always hard to say like what would fix a team from the outside. Um, mm -hmm. Like uh, from being on the inside of stuff too. Like sometimes people just get bad reads off of what they see on the game that aren't necessarily what is is actually problematic internal. Um, so, so it's really hard to say. I, I will. Someone in the chat put this. They like tagged me, so I saw it. They said like uh, T-ping into five um, is a hundred percent griefing. Like people can get reads like that on things, and it's like okay, he's had some sus TPs. Like I won't lie. Like I, there's been moments where that's bad. But MNS also got shit in his first game versus us because he had like a TP on mid where it ends. It turns into there's three of us just sitting there waiting for him to come out of the TP and he dies and they're like, oh, this guy's griefing. Like he must be tilted. Like, oh, this is all the toxic stuff. Like he's soft into the game, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> when it was like Berserker got caught mid, he immediately TP'd on mid and the rest of C9 was like moving to come fight. So for sure, like their team as a whole was like calming something to like protect there, like to help. Right. And you didn't want to be late. Like you never want a late TP. Mm. Um, but you know, from, Viewer perspective, I can see like, oh, this guy's griefing, like, wh whatever, like, how could he do this? When it's not necessarily, like, was it his fault there that Berserker got caught? N no. No. Um, and in these cases, like, maybe, like, I don't know what's getting communicated. Is Summit getting told to, like, TP in for this? Or, like, saying, like, flank, 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 like, ahead of time? Like, I, I don't know. I have no fucking clue. Um, so it's really hard to say, like, oh, you replace this guy with someone who's, like, worse and it'll make the team better. Um, I'm sure there are like parts in their team that even they're feeling were like they need to like make a change on something, even if it's not like a on paper upgrade, just to make their team cohesion better. But mm -hmm. it's it's hard to say. Like I would not say from just a pure gameplay perspective that Summit would be like holding this team back though. Um, like, I think the players are all good in their own right. Just maybe they don't click together. Maybe there's other internal stuff happening. Uh, I was talking to 6A or like as an analyst as we were talking to him after his like player of the week interview and he made a really good point which is like just because like everyone speaks the same language it doesn't mean you see the game the same way and in a lot of ways it's like better to have the similar mindset on the game and plays and stuff like that and not be able to speak 
the, the same language, you know, 100% um, yep, than it is to speak true. the same language. But Because, like, there's so many teams in so many regions who are like, oh, I, I like Kongdu or, like, these, like, teams that struggle in LCK. Like, they're all Korean, but it doesn't mean that they're good. And, like, then there's mixed language teams that are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the one of the things that we all bought in on with, like, the TL experiment, like, my, I, I was guilty of this, too. It was like, oh, well, they, you know, they all they can all speak Korean. Great. And it's like, well, that doesn't actually matter when you, when you think about it. Like there's plenty of teams that speak all English. You suck, you know, like, right. It doesn't matter. Um, to that point, like for golden guardians, they talk about how like Huhi and river and, uh, Gori are all speaking Korean sometimes. And like, maybe the other team, the rest of the team is like kind of out of the loop a little bit, but like, it's less important because they're generally approaching the game the same way. And I think that's one thing that TL is very obvious is like, when someone gets caught, they like all start losing their minds. Like one person, like they get barren and like one person's pushed too far. That person dies and someone else is like, oh, well, because they're getting attacked, I'll push harder now myself. And then they die. And like, they're so, they're, they win a lot of early games. They're a very talented team. Um, and like Summit is part of the reason they're winning some of these early games. It's also part of the reason they're throwing them. But like Harry and Jan have been caught in team fights. Mm-hmm. Pioshik has like stayed in Narnia for an entire team fight and just like never done anything like Everyone does, has these moments. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of with an arrow where I think Summit Summit probably has the most individually egregious like what the fuck were you thinking moments, uh, but it, the team is kind of full of them. The only thing where I am prone to believing I'm as Infinite Crisis's take is that this feels very similar to what happened on Cloud9 last year. And Summit did not survive Spring Split. And I would not be surprised. I've not heard anything, but I would not be surprised if he doesn't survive Spring Split this time. Um, so I don't know. We will see. But I just, I don't know. It does feel like we're kind of having a flashback to last year. Uh, all right. Infinite Crisis, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, I want to shout out Nick for being freaking awesome, man. He's just like the friendliest guy in the world. We have, Thanks, we like, barely know each other just through my brother and uh he's like just real cool real cool real cool guy thanks man i appreciate it have appreciate a good the one words always see yep travis right. you got so irrationally angry like i could see it what? on your face that someone said something nice about me again you just immediately like how I how just, could this happen i was could i was confused by what was happening he, he asked like, me for oh, yeah, we know restaurant recommendations on Twitter. Friend. Through your brother, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Thank you to East Smoothie, Papaya, TG or T Game Addict, God Mode, Raging Pianist, Doctor Professor Sergeant Major, Junior, and uh, Colombiano XP for one year, Shadow Spectrum, and Craig Yorger for three years. Thank you, everybody. Mark should be back here with the next caller in just a second. Here he is. Spires is here. Spires, where are you calling from? Yeah, I'm calling from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Sorry, where are you calling from? Uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Sorry. Chattanooga, Tennessee. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, I want to talk about kind of the opposite of what the last caller talked about. I want to talk about how I think TL will actually have like a pretty big revival in the second half of the split. All right. You think that uh, they're they're going to pop off in the second half? Yeah, I mean, that's the hopium that I'm having. Do you know um, we're already like, in the second half? Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And, and I think in this half, we'll actually, uh, like I said, I think they'll probably start performing a lot better. I think if we, kind of what we said in the last caller, we've seen 
TL have some pretty good leads against like the top half of the of the teams, right? Uh, against C9, they had that lead. Um, EG was pretty close as well. They beat, I mean, the second best team in the league, Golden Guardians, you know, uh, in the first half, right? Uh, so I think what we see is like they're pretty consistently having some pretty good early uh, like starting halves. But what we see is like in the mid into late game, obviously what we said earlier, they're having some obviously issues closing out the game. I think that kind of talks about like, you know, uh, they have a lot of, they have two rookies, right? Both in carry positions. This is kind of like what they've been targeted for. I think with more experience, they'll have a, a lot stronger second half and try to get those closing out those games. All right. I think TL has the potential too. Um, I would say of the bottom teams, they're like the scarier one um, where it would, it wouldn't be surprising if they beat any of the top teams at any point, um, but it also wouldn't be surprising if they lost. You're, like, you, th you, you think they are scarier than 100T? Uh, I think there's more potential for them to like upset. Like I think 100 Thieves are a, a, like they're a good enough team, you know, but they're fairly predictable with what they do. We um, like they're we gonna play the same way they've always played. We do have oh, 100 Thieves coming Caller next. coming up next, so so don't go too nice. hard on them. What about, like, uh, yeah. TSMs around them, CLGs just above them, you know, some of these, like, you know, teams that you're saying? Yeah. No, I, I think, I just think that TL has, like, the ability to. Like you said, they've had games where they have leads and they just end up chucking it away. Um, they feel like more of the dark horse bottom team than the others do. When I say bottom, I guess I'm talking about, like, IMT dig being at the bottom and then on the edges like 100 thieves TSM. I think TL 100 thieves TSM are all in the same group, but I would be more scared of um like TL making upsets on the rest of the teams than I would for the others. Like I don't think TL or uh, sorry, TSM and 100 thieves are like bad. They're just more predictable than TL in terms of what's going to happen in the game if that makes sense. They've already seemed more like a blue horse than a dark horse to me. Yeah, really good one, Travis. Thank you. How long did Cringe. you sit on that? While we were talking, how long did you sit waiting to say it? Not even listening to you what's being shut said, up. just waiting just to say it. You just kept going. I was waiting the whole time. I should have been Oh, good, man. No, no worries. Uh, anyway, so, Mark, what about you? You, you have any faith that these guys are going to surge back up? I want to. I really do. I predicted them to do quite well in my power rankings and, like, the annoying thing is that they like kind of string me along every every time. Like, yeah, they just lost a hundred thieves. They were up five k gold. Like, they should have won that game. Looking at like the game state that they were in, then they just couldn't team fight and they stalled out and lost like five straight team fights in the game. And like, I don't know. Every time I, I see the potential that Nick's talking about, and I want I want them to just actually win one of these fucking games when they get a lead versus a good team. Uh, but I don't know. I don't it's have like, faith. There's how many left. times can I believe in that? You know. There's three weeks left. That's not enough time. We've seen what this team is. It's going to get messy until summer. I don't think they're going to surge. I disagree. Travis Doubter, Sag. I just don't. I don't know. I think it's a short time, and I feel like it's not. It's not like you can point to anything where it's like, well, they were missing core for like the first three weeks or something. Like, uh, it just. It seems like this team is dysfunctional. I don't. I don't think they're going to pop back up. I mean, if it's not this split, I would imagine that going into summer, they, they would. I mean, if they don't like, do well... will eventually pop up. Yeah, but it's not going to be with these five guys, right? Like, they'll make at least one roster change if they don't do well in spring. Mm -hmm. And then and then I think that's whenever something can change. So, 
Spires, anything to add? Uh, yeah, I just want to quickly comment on the whole only three weeks thing. Like, yeah, the, I think the season or like the regular split ends in three weeks, but I can see this team making top six and then uh, potentially making like a deep playoffs run if they can get that together by um, by the end of the regular season. So, I, like I said, it might not be completely, you know, fixed and smoothed out by the end of the regular season, but I don't think it's impossible to say a team like what's going to make top who are, six. Who are bottom six or bottom four if they make top six? Uh, Immortal Dig, TSM, CLG. Okay. No CLG faith. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Yeah. Shout out to my fiance, Katie. We're going to finals uh, in April at Raleigh, so it'll be pretty exciting. Nice. Uh, you know that an arrow's from Raleigh. Not from Raleigh. Travis. I'm from Greensboro. 45 minutes away. It's a little, little, little off. Same thing. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, Thanks so much Guardians, for the uh, call. The Guardians TL, uh, final should be crazy. Nice. Agreed. <laughs> it will be crazy. See ya. Thanks, man. Yeah. Who this knows? Chim Chim in the chat. Can we call the Carolinas flyover states, even though they're kind of on the coast? No. Possible. We can't? No, they're not flyover states, man. They, they, like I fly over them when I'm no going. There. I fly over them when I go from New York and Boston to Florida. That's good. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Don't call it a flyover state. We're better than that. Uh, all right. Who we got next? Shadow Spectre, oh, I got Craig Gorger, and Jammin TST. Thank you for these subs. Mrs. Chim Chim also going to find us. I love everything flyover states because it just pisses them off so much. I know. I know. I'm not stuck. 80% of California is a flyover state. That's not how it works, Mark. Zephyr is here, or is it Zypher? Zypher. I've been on the show before. Zypher, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my take was that the LEC winter split was one of the most entertaining things to happen to the league scene in quite a while. And the LCS should try to make their split somewhat like that. Make it so every game has higher stakes. If it was so entertaining, why is their viewership down? Hold on. First off, is it down? Are you talking about uniques? Uh, the peak was like 540 compared to like 760 or something like that. I forget what it was. Maybe 730. Uh, the there was a red thread what about, about it. it, and then and then Shikaris yeah, was tweeting about how people are always obsessed with viewership. Shikaris, is that how you say it? Shakarez? I always say Shakarez. Oh, Shakarez. Uh, Renato, the man okay, who awesome. has saved my YouTube channel. Um, Accidentally, so, <laughs> unintentionally. The best part yeah. was when I put out the uh, the video that was like, uh, oh, higher or lower. And everyone accused me of just ripping off LEC. And I'm like, I recorded this before LEC put theirs out. But the only reason I did it was because I messaged him. I was like, hey, you got any any good stuff that I can grab? And he told me about that. Y'all got any like, content over there? Yeah, yeah. Well, he took he took the names one from me. He was like, oh, I used your names one. It was really good. And I was like, cool. You got anything in the can that you think I should put out? And he's like, yeah, I'll give you this one as long as you don't. As long as you put mine out first. Or I, you let me put mine out first. I was like, okay. All right, anyway, back to LEC. Um, I, too, love finals that take place in a studio. I feel like those are the most exciting form of content in the, the league. I, don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was not a fan of the fact that it was in the studio. Anero, 
You're yes. a GM now. How much do you care about formats and stuff? Because one of your bosses loves talking about them. One of your former bosses also loved talking about them. People who worked at your org before. I feel like Golden Guardians over the years has yes. been the like chirpiest about formats. Are yeah. you part of that chirping? No, we had the format goblins in our group. I know uh, Danan and, and John is not CLG. Loved formats. I did not care, to be honest with you. I wasn't focused on it, though. I just cared uh, about like playing. Like either we're good or we're not. Like who the fucking cares what it takes to be there? Like whatever it is, whatever it is. When I show up, I wouldn't pay attention to what it would be. Um, but I did look at the LEC format stuff. Obviously, watching that, uh, I found it weird. I guess that it's in studio and that it's so fast. Like they're already done. Like G two are already at MSI now, right? Or like that's their yep. They're they, auto qualified they for it. Second seed. Like that's just. I don't know. It's it's weird. Like, it feels weird that it's happened already. It's like it just doesn't matter anymore. Like, LEC is just over, even though they're going to play again. I think it's in, like, two weeks. Uh, I don't know. It, it's weird. I get the idea behind it. Like, I like the idea behind it because it's, like, a tournament. And I think we need more tournaments instead of just long regular season play. But, like, I don't know. It blows that it's going to be in the studio. That That part's cringe. Yeah. That part's really cringe. Agreed. Studio agrees. Are He's saying cringe. cringe. You say agrees. Travis, learn how to be a Twitch chatter. You got to turn on emotes in your chat because you're just a fucking boomer. People you don't know when to put the GE. A wide variety of SOTL emotes like this Mark one that I'm putting into chat right now. Do your fucking SOTL emotes are boomer and you can't. You, you just don't get it. You got to get get the real emotes in here so people can. Uh, Mark, you can say when you say these things, you can say nodders. You could say nodders, you could say agrees, you could Mark, say anything. Would you, you say just... these things? It makes me so sad. <laughs> All right. Let's actually not do it. I, I'm happy with the SOTL emotes, actually. <laughs> Thank <personally>. you, <laughs> uh, okay, Anyways. Back to this. Uh, okay. What did you like about it, uh, Zypher? Um, well, just like from a viewer perspective, like if you look at it, you know, you had some of the bottom teams in the league making fights to actually be in. You know, BDS took fifth, Heretics took sixth, SK took third in the normal, like, normal season. Fnatic got kicked out, so that was insane to watch. Be like, wow, this team that, you know, everyone loves getting kicked out. Excel that everyone thought was going to be a super team got kicked out. And you have your bottom teams making a fight. I mean, if you made the same point for LCS end of week four, you know, Team Liquid is one game away from being kicked out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. I So there's a number of things that I initially really liked about it, but now having gone through it once, I'm not quite as on board. Part of it is the, the, the live finals, you know, being in the studio. But even if you didn't do that, it was like such a fucking blitz of a playoffs that like, did it feel good? I don't know. Um Playoffs was one weekend, right? Basically, there was um, no. It was two. No was, play, playoffs was two weekends. It was lower bracket, and then next weekend was the best. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Well, it was. There was the one Monday, but then it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They just there was one, and then there was three in a row, and it was done. So it was like basically one weekend. It didn't really feel like a playoffs. They 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 had the the Koi versus G two last monday 
or yeah, two Mondays ago or whatever. I can't speak, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they just like it felt so fast and like it was just done. And that didn't really feel hype. Like you couldn't like build narratives like who's going to be in the finals or whatever. It just kind of happened. Um, it's just because it's a tournament format. Like it's a it's because we're used to leagues and it's just like a fast tournament format, which is weird because it's still a a league and like it's treated the same as that but we would probably like it if we just did tournaments more often with different mixes of teams you know but well we but don't. even like tournaments you don't fucking just have the tournament play out like you sometimes have a tournament play out in a single weekend true um there are some that are like that but like maybe it's just league ones have spoiled me or like dota or uh, like international and stuff like that like it it just it just feels so fast to, to just be done like that. And and maybe that's just me being a boomer, but I feel like it is reflected in the, the peak viewership like Travis is talking about. Maybe that's just because the live thing, I don't know. It's hard to assess exactly why it was so much smaller. Yeah, I mean, it was also a, like a 3-0. I was being a little disingenuous yeah. in that. Like, there's a lot of reasons why it would be lower viewership. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't... I remain skeptical that this was, like, the best thing ever, Zypher. But I'm also not an LEC fan, so... It's not really on me to, like, I'm not the best person, I think, to speak to this. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm not the best either. I think the, the the faster regular season, the single round Robin, is a good call out. I did think it was cool how much fast they got through it into the good teams. I'm not sure. Maybe you just make a much bigger playoff bracket or something. Um, and then the thing, too, is that we haven't seen yet, which is still my concern, is, like, what happens when this starts back up in two weeks? Like, an arrow saying how weird it feels that, like, G2's already qualified. Like, we talked about this before, Travis, but, like, the long-term viewership fatigue that might set in when you have three of these kinds of blitzes. Um, maybe it keeps it higher throughout the entire thing, but also maybe people, like, burn out. And um, who knows exactly? Because usually there's a dip after each single split, and you have more splits now. Do they... I could see... Go ahead. You go ahead, Trevor. Uh, I was going to say, I could see the regular season being like even worse. Like the second split, because like they already know where everyone stands from the playoff format that played out. So now like the games are even more worthless, you know? Where it's just like, cool, we don't care. G2 already won, like mad second, et cetera. Like who, who cares? Um, that's the issue I see with it. Yeah. I mean, if, if I'm allowed to make one more point on that, like, the the thing that makes the second split actually that much more entertaining is now, all right, now we know how good SK is. Now we know how good BDS is. Is Fnatic going to bounce back? Like, now there's narrative to this second season. You have those narratives that will build into this, you know, is anyone going to, where's the standings going to change for this second split? Yeah. I mean, hopefully stuff changes, you know? I mean, hopefully at least, like, teams get better or worse. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's going to be really boring. My My concern is that teams traditionally have not made huge strides over a year to go like up or down usually. Um, and I guess just worried that that's just going to happen. Like it's just going to be basically the same. Well, but. the, the two, the two problems with that is like, that's basically what spring to summer is already right. Like this. Oh, now we have more narratives because we know who's good and who's not, but it's like, yeah, but unfortunately that seems to have a negative effect on viewership because people assume they already know the truth. Even if they don't, you kind of assume it. And the other thing is an arrow as a coach slash GM slash like person on the team side. Some of these guys are getting fucking roasted after like just a couple weeks of playing, like just kicked off teams, blown up. You know, it's like 
God, that is yeah. brutal that you played four weeks of a regular season and your season's over and like you're getting fired and shit. I'm like, oh my God, that's got to be brutal for like that side of things. And I wonder if that has like n- knock on effects too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, out, I guess just keep it going. I mean, I think what yeah. will be very fascinating is if the playoffs goes exactly the same way or fairly close to it. You know what I mean? If you get the same finals, same results, all this stuff, it'll be like, I don't know. It'll, it'll feel weird. That so, is true. If one team's just dominant, you're like, I get to watch them uh, <laughs> yeah. crap on teams longer. Yeah. Zypher, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Uh, yeah. Shout out Alienware. Shout out... Um, well, shout out me, I guess. I, I stream on Twitch sometimes. So there's that. And then nice. uh, shout out you, Travis, and Mark. You guys, I've been watching you guys for the past year. Thank you for all the content. Really appreciate it. Nice. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. Travis. Yes. I have to pee so bad. Can I go? Yeah. It'll take me two minutes. Okay. Thank you so much. Should I pull the next caller then or should we wait? You can go go prep the next caller. Uh, thank you to John G365, Patches Faces, and Silvix for the 10 gifted subs. Right. Very generous of you. Um, Mark Zimmerman is here joining us again how you been mark good i uh i was very nervous about all the content i did this week that oddly grandma sketch we didn't get that thing that the first edit i saw of that was in the commercial break before it was supposed to go live and it was ingested into the machine one minute before it was supposed to go live so like it was it was pretty hyphy that was good though it came out really good they did a good job on the edit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was nervous. I was like, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know what the fuck I did for that bit. Uh I thought I thought there was a lot of good stuff on the broadcast this past weekend. Um and I thought uh, that then it was unfortunate that when I looked at the viewership, it was not reflected. In the live viewership or the YouTube? I feel like live viewership looked pretty rough. Like the second game of day one or day two, I forget which, like Twitch was sitting at like 50K or sub 50K, sitting at like 48K. Yeah. Yikes. It is, it is rough. Uh, Anero. Is Anero using Anero's Twitch chat typing while peeing? in the chat. My God. This is. What is a degenerate situation? Oh. It's not how he washes his hands. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he washes his phone. You know? Everything. Just, Just set it. it on fire and get new ones. <laughs> I'm going to play Magic new at hands. the Golden Guardians facility this uh, Friday. Oh, or Sunday. Sunday. You know what's funny? Is, uh, I'm streaming. I have a Twitch bounty to stream Nikkei after uh, this, which is the game I've been playing. I'm recently. excited to leave. You know your content's gonna suck this week. Do you have a a, a, a um, surprise test? Surprise test coming up? I'm not sure. Uh, Juan was just telling me he got COVID, so I don't. oof. Yeah. Well, good thing I, I wasn't. I don't have a blame game coming. Shocker. Yeah. I I tried to pull topics, but they were all really boring. It was just like a. I mean, it's I like know. week five of the LCS. Like things just slow down, right? Around this time. Yeah. But I also feel like there are things that I'm passionate about talking about, but like I just couldn't find the comments to like bring them up naturally. And like most people are either just like memeing things. Like I don't know, it was hard to find good topics, so I just I was like, I'll just do it another time and not force it. 
Man, Anero said that he would take two minutes, and it's definitely been like four minutes. Yeah, I don't appreciate him typing in Twitch chat unless he's like taking a dump or something, because otherwise I feel like he could be going faster. Yeah. Well, there he is. I, I, I saw him back. Okay, All right, go I'm going to get the caller. Yeah. Welcome back, Anero. You are here, I think. Anero? All right. Elian is here. Elian, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Toronto, Ontario. Toronto, Ontario. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, My take is that right now, the MVP for the split is a two-horse race between River and Prince. Ooh. What about Stixay? Stixay, I do think he's been having a phenomenal season, but I think in terms of Golden Guardians wins and losses so far this season, River's just looked much more consistent. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, why? What do you have a preference between Prince and River? So I think it really comes down to how you define the most valuable player. Like Prince is by far and away the best performing player on the number one team currently in the season. But you could argue that Golden Guardians wouldn't be having the run they are having without how good River has played this season. So whether you value the most valuable player on the best team or the most irreplaceable player on a second or third place team. I think I would go for River personally over Prince right now. Anero. Hello. Who should Bias get MVP between River and Hold Prince? on. Let's let's break this up two ways. Who is the MVP of your own team? Is it even River? Is it Gory? Is it Stixay? I would say it's River because this team would not exist without him. Like we effectively sold like out the last split that we were in before this to get him and built everything around him. None of this would exist without River. And he, he kinda leads he leads the boys, so that's that's I would a say MVP candidate. You can't How is that a cop out? What River like, I have to pick River between is the, the players. MVP because he's the best no, 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 GM no. in the league. River sets everyone yeah. up to be able to play the game. River literally has this team like come together around he cooks him, them and then he leads the team in game and does like his job so you fucking. You can't well. use off-season things as like otherwise impact would get it's the fucking a- MVP because he's the reason okay, that, that Vikla and Prince came. Yeah, that that can be important about it, you know. But it adds to it. Like, yeah, he's playing fucking well, Mark. I think he should get it because he plays well and he's on my team. Bam, and then also, more. also, you can't say the off-season stuff. You can't use that. <laughs> Okay. He deserves it because he is playing really well and he's on my team and he's the best jungler. MVP, there you go. And then anyone at FlyQuest says the exact same thing about Prince and he's the best AD carry. There you go. That's your take, Mark. Well, who who do you think is the MVP who's not on your team? Obviously, you're biased in one way, but what about about the unbiased opinion on the other nine teams? Is Um, it Prince? I would say it would go to Prince, yeah. He's doing a lot of carrying. On that team overall, um, but between the two that came over with them, um, he he he's fucking smurfing. Like he he carries that team pretty hard. Mark Zimmerman, yes, tie break this. Is it? It's a tie. Well, what's the caller think? Between... Why can't the caller tie break? He said one or the other caller. Who do you think? I think River right now is my MVP. Mark, because the arrows on the call. And why, and why is him. that caller? It's because you're on the call, Nero. 
I think because if you were to, as much as Prince is smurfing, and like literally the worst game he arguably had was against Golden Guardians early in the split, I think if you had like a Berserker or even potentially like Stixe with how he's been this form on FlyQuest, I think they would have gotten as many wins as they did with Prince. I think if you replace River, I don't think Golden Guardians has the run they do. Mark, settle this tie. River or Prince? I feel like it's going to Prince right now because they've only dropped one game and he's been incredible in all of them. Golden Guardians had like a bit of a poopy start. Um, Not necessarily through their fault without Gory there, who was obviously a big part of the plan, but like um, I can't just pretend those games didn't happen. But if they go, the thing is, the hottest streak that FlyQuest had was 8-0, and then they dropped their game to go 8-1, right? And they're winning again now. Golden Guardians is one game away from that streak. If they 2-0 this weekend, which they should because it's Immortals and TL, then I think it gets a lot easier to like go with the whole Golden Guardians side of it if they can keep so rattling off wins in the second. MVP for you is just about win streaks. No, I'm just saying that... like. Uh, through the first round, Robin, Golden Guardians dropped four games. And I can't just like pretend those didn't happen. But over the course of a whole season, if they can keep this kind of pace up, more or less, I think it makes it a lot closer. Um, but otherwise, if, if like FlyQuest just keep this up and they're fucking 16-2, and two, it's like hard. And, and Prince almost never has bad games. And he's the biggest carry in almost all their games in mid to late games and stuff like that. It's like hard to go against him. I'm leaning Prince right now, but I, I think... Uh, a Golden Guardian, like, yeah, River probably is the second best candidate right now. Dude, what if Golden EG Guardians EG and, and C9 are too inconsistent. What if a Golden Guardians player gets MVP? That the, I, I don't know. NA, NA's dead at that point. I can't imagine how such a trash org accomplished something like that. If We already got two players the weeks, and that's the most we've had. Have you, have you had an all-pro player yet? No. Not, not while really? I've been here. FBI was the closest, um, but he just got votes. That was the 2020 split. He got a couple of votes, but he wasn't. Let me see if I voted for him. Was I was I based back in 2020? I don't think you were. I don't know. I'm not sure if you ever have been, really. Aline, 2020, all... anything you want to shout out? Uh, shout out to Alienware. Shout out to Mark for the recommendation of Physical 100. It's a phenomenal show. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming on. Mark Zimmerman, I'm the last one here. Mark. Oh my god, I'm so based. I put FBI as my first team. Nice. In 2020 summer. I put FBI. Who won? 2020 summer. I wait, I, I didn't don't even remember. Look. Uh Zven, Tactical, FBI got third team. So I so did my part. You haven't had an all pro. All right. We got a third. Nice. I thought he was fourth. That's big, though. You, you you don't let your ego go to your head, all right? <laughs> my ego go to my head. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you got one player on an all-pro team. Settle oh, down oh, over there, all right? Closer to, according to someone in the chat. Okay. I probably oh, misremembering yeah, that. Probably, yeah. All right. Mark, you want to go grab the last caller? Thank you to Shavul and the Real Divert for the subs. Very much appreciated. Okay, Ron Blade is here. Ron Blade, where are you calling from? Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia. What do you want to talk about on the show? 
Uh, so full disclosure, sorry everyone in advance, I did make this take a bit because I wanted to get on to say hi to Nero, but uh, my take is that 100 kids. Fucking Aussies. No, okay. Look at Nick, Nick, nepotism Smith What is the take? I bet 100T won't make playoffs. 100T won't make playoffs. Wait, so does that mean you don't believe this take? Like you just, what... I I thought that if it was going to be something like oh Golden Guardians is the best or something, but you just went with uh, 100 T sucks as your your mark bait. Mark wasn't pulling any of my like questions I had for a narrow, so instead I was like we had two questions for him already. It wasn't going to be an A. I know, I, I know, I get it, I get it. I didn't, I didn't have the good, I didn't have the goods. It's on me, but uh, this is this is the way I found to get here. So I okay. I can't. It's, I would say it's a fear of mine. I am. T fan at least this split because I'm probably more of like a double F fan because I follow Travis but um you know but I do think like, I'm worried I'm worried that it might not come together I'm worried that the winds seem a bit shaky I'm worried that it could all fall apart and you know with some teams that were unexpectedly pushing to be confidently in the top six like Golden Guardians I think it, it could be rough for the boys okay so out of, outside of FlyQuest C9, EG, and Golden Guardians, who are the other two that make it in if Hunter Thieves doesn't? I mean, I guess it's like, there's the always, I, I don't, it's, I really should be giving up on TL, but it's hot. There's a part of me that is like, maybe they're making a late season run. Um, and I mean, they're only then, one game behind Hunter Thieves, so it's not yeah. that crazy. I mean, CLG and. TSM yeah. could also do it because you're picking 100 Thieves versus the field kind of by saying this. Exactly. Yeah. And so we've got CLG and TSM who are right there. And it's that thing of like, if they just win the games they should win and maybe they clutch out a couple of random ones. Like, I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm not, you know, I just think it's it's a bit of a fear at the moment. I think it'll be like a four-way tie. I think that'd be lit. Where it's <laughs> CLG, TSM, 100 Thieves, TL. Because they're all so close too. And I think TL and 100 Thieves will do better than they did the last one. In the last half. And then they'll probably catch up to CLG TSM. Hunter Thieves has a fairly easier schedule going forward. So they, they have Cloud9 this weekend. And then after that, they play CLG, Golden Guardians. Those guys are pushover. Dignitas, TSM, EG, and Immortals. So... It's so not you'd, that you'd, easy. As you said, they have an easier back half because they don't play FlyQuest. They've only played two games in this round robin so far, Travis. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so they don't have Fly in it, so it seems a little bit easier. Yeah. Let's just look it's at who Fly scary. played us last weekend and see who has it easier. Yes. Um, Fly already played... 100 Thieves and Dig. 100 Thieves and Dig? Well. Yeah. Yeah. Dig's making playoffs. Oh, he says the easiest one, and yeah, so does Dig. I'm Five just saying every, every team that I listed, you could see them beating them, except for maybe Cloud9. That's going to be a tough hill for them. I mean, they could beat any of those teams, but they're not favored against almost any of them. I wouldn't put them so favored. So Mark thinks that they're not going right to make now, playoffs either. Ron, he's right there with you, no, Ron. I'm just, I'm just saying that I thought that, that like, they could, and that was the argument I was making. You're saying they have an easy now, strength of schedule to an arrow's point. They have an easy strength of schedule, but they're not even favored them, in half Ron their games, Blade, probably. And I apologize. They're fav like they're not favored against C9. Oh, so now you're PG changing your mind, Mark, Golden and Guardians. they can make it out? I don't think you have you have I ears. I don't know. You're listening anymore. to me. Yeah, me neither. I'm just I'm, I'm with just Nick. Noise like, in my headset, like I'm just here. <clears throat> Mark, are they I think that they could end up not making it. That's my take, but they also could make it. That's, <laughs> That's also my take. 
It's, that you got that one from the Travis Gafford School of Podcasting. <laughs> yep, pretty That's much. That's kind of where we all are, I think. Mark, are they gonna? Are you gonna have a definitive statement? And yeah, give me give me some real takes about Hundred Thieves. What's wrong with them? Uh, I mean, they you just fucking... play like it's. So the reason I think that they could is because they play the same way like the the orgs with Bjergsen and Double Lift together have always played. They pick scaling. They generally chill. They're very risk averse. They're really good in team fights later. So if the game is remotely close. They, they will win on that. That's their whole thing. Um, that really works here. That's always been the meta here. And that's why those two were so dominant together for so long. Um, I think that could work at any point. I think that works really well against like CLG, TSM, currently like TL, IMT, Dig. Like I think that works really, really well for those guys. Um, and I mean, it can work exactly the same against the top half. So like, it's very simple, very simple play style that punishes the other teams for sucking. Like, the only thing is, I don't think it does does you any favors for improving past this point. Like usually, if you're playing this, you're usually top half of the standings right now already because it's very risk averse and it's really good at the beginning of the year. If it's not working now, it usually doesn't get better as the split goes. So, uh, can I just I ask an arrow, like as a coach? Maybe you've mm -hmm. got a sense of this from the scene or whatever, but. I'm starting to get a vibe, you know, as much as I am a fanboy, I'm starting to get worried that Bjergsen's, uh, that the team atmosphere that, like, having the GOATs creates, like, is not necessarily conducive to bringing up these rookies. Like, the level of pressure that seems to be on these guys already and we're, like, mid-season in spring split, which uh, we have all established doesn't matter. Uh, like, it just, but, it, but you know, Bjergsen saying in interviews uh, that the atmosphere is really intense, like, is there a concern that, like, this isn't the right environment for the players that they have? Uh, it's it's hard to say, you know, because like I haven't worked with those guys. Like I haven't worked with Bjergsen and Doublelift, so like I, I don't know what they're like. The most I can get is from like watching, um, like their comms videos and seeing what they sound like in game, and kind of like, just armchair analyzing that, which is dangerous in its own right, where it does sound like super intense. Um. Like their comms are pretty pretty aggro, um, pretty aggressive towards each other, but that that's not necessarily the <laughs> the worst thing either. It's just hard to say. Like I don't know how Tenacity would take that. I don't know how Busio would take that. I don't know them as people inside the game or as like competitors. It, it's too hard to say really because right. everyone's different. Question. People love that shit, and some people don't. I have a better question. An arrow. During yes. the offseason, I'm aware that Golden Guardians was one of the teams that was interested in getting Doublelift. Did Doublelift make the wrong decision and join the wrong team? Golden Guardians was interested, yes. I was personally not very interested. No. Okay. That's, so, not, the, shit. that's not the question. Clip it and ship it, Travis. Enero has beef with Doublelift right the here. This is the is, best fucking clickbait you're going to get. Someone post this on Reddit that Enero said he didn't want Doublelift's fucking ass on his team. He said, no, yes. not on my watch. Thank God I'm GM so I can keep this guy off my org. Yes. <sighs> did Devil no. make the wrong – did he join the wrong team? Uh, No, he joined the team that offered him. He had two other teams that were after him. Did not, did not pursue it. Yes, Golden Guardians talked to him. And there was some surface-level interest there. It's not, uh, not for me. I explored, explored it, you know, like I've looked at it as an option of like, don't have other options. We do this. Or like, is this an option better than what we have? But did not.
pursue it myself, no. Okay. So you why <laughs> you block the double lift move. Travis, you were like that was just such a drama. You, you can, you can you uh, Travis, you you're you feel free to go ask Hunter my thoughts on it. I'm just kidding. I think he's good. I thought if we did it, the team would be good, but I wasn't a fan of it. Did not really want to like, push it. Is it because you think is it because you think Stixa is better than double lift? Uh it's because even if it worked, I don't think double lift would care about Golden Guardians, which is fair. And I don't think it would last long term. It would be like a nice I did this and then we would go somewhere else and then it's like, all right, we start over again. Sick. And that sounds shit to me, to be honest with you. How long until you lose all your players to the hundred thieves again? Do you think you'll make it to summer with them or will they be gone in twenty twenty four? I don't know, man. <laughs> don't trigger me with that. It was a rough time in my life. Things going good. Wake up in the morning. The boys are gone. Like, oh, awesome. We're putting in the academy team next year. Sick. You know? Don't, don't, don't trigger me with it, man. It hurts. I'm sorry. Rod, Rod Blade, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, shout out Anera. I just think, you know, he's always been a great player in the scene and has always, you know, been willing to have real conversations and stuff, which I appreciate. Uh, shout out to, and also he, you know, employs all the Australian goats, which I was worried they're all going to be homeless. So that works out. Uh, and uh, shout out to um, Mark and the broadcast team. I think it's really stepped up this year. And in fact, uh, like I just have to watch way more of the broadcast now than I did before. Like before I would just like skip through games because I didn't always get to watch them live. And now I'm like watching all the segments throughout the week and stuff. So it's like, I'm probably watching the same or less amount of actual gameplay, but I'm watching way more videos. So anyway, shout out to yeah, all the works that is going on there. Thanks so much for the kind words, you. man. All right. That is the show. Most important question. Anero, are you playing magic with us on Sunday? Where's it at? At the Golden Guardians facility. What is Sunday? The fifth? Uh yeah. yes. Yeah, I'll play. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll do one with You're you, Travis. You're not gonna ditch us. I won't ditch you, but can you come remind me on the day because I am not thinking of magic when I show but up to work. You see it when you you saw us, and I even I interacted with you multiple times that day. Yeah, I was just like, I guess Travis is here for something with Daniel or Hunter, and then oh, magic. That's right. When I saw everyone around a table, I'm like, well, bit too late. Can you guys You're already drafting. Can you guys save this for after the show's over so I can leave? The show is over, Mark. Mark, All right, goodbye. Can you have my permission, you please? Shout out, plug? Thank you. Uh, watch, watch the Catching Up with Double Lift show. Um, that's it. Right. I worked hard on it. I, I had to push a lot for it. Go, go, fucking watch it. Everyone. Wait, can I see the others that you have that aren't released yet? Yeah, let me show you like the the five other episodes we shot. Um, yeah, let me show you the eighteen minutes of each of them. That's going to get cut down to like three. It sounds like yeah. sarcasm. Sounds it like sounds like you're not actually going to show me those. Yeah, no, I'm probably not. Uh, right, if you fine. give me, if you can fly, Power of Evil over here for your six episode, that would be it. Then, then I'll show you everything. You want you want me to sign him? Find, find an excuse to bring him here. <laughs> yeah, make him your, <laughs> make him a sub and fly him over so I can use him for a bit. All right, this has been That's... Hotline League. Goodbye, everybody. I mean, stick goodbye. around the stream, but goodbye, viewers of only Next the show. Signals. <laughs>